Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equal $13.89 per month per $1,000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5-2-22. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Please, 2.0. Gino, you're here. Gino, what did you think of, first of all, is the room clean? I'm still working on that. There's still yeah. a whole space that I'm working on, and we apparently have a either rat or mice situation in other parts of this house, so we're trying to also take care of that. Too. So you got to get rid of these, these rats, these mice first, priorities, and yes. then this room will get clean. Yes. I'm a big fan of this storyline. For those who are unaware, Gino has a room, and it's it must be gigantic because it's not clean yet, Gino. If Nathan were here and he's listening to this now somewhere, I'm pretty sure he'd be yelling at you. But I'm gonna just I'm gonna reel it in because we're here to talk about wrestling. If you downloaded this, you probably saw that it was titled after like three pay-per-views, Gino. We have a crazy slate to talk about because I've been saying, like, oh, I haven't really been watching wrestling. Well, I watched Full Gear, I watched Hulu Raw, I watched Impact from last week. And I, I I have a, this is a lot for me, okay? That's a lot of wrestling. Add that up, Gino. What is that? That's like six and a half hours of wrestling. More or less six and a half, close to seven, yeah. See, look hey, at that's me. That's good. Look at me. I'm back, baby. I got addicted. I finished Raw, and I was like, should I watch SmackDown? No, I want to watch Impact. Should I watch Rampage? No, I want to watch Impact. But let's start with the headliners. Let's go with the big names. Let's start with the, this, it's a Thanksgiving tradition. Let's start with Survivor Series, Gino. What do you, so I, I have complaints across the board because I watched this Raw, right? I've watched some of like Raw. I watched the first half hour of like every Raw. Do you remember Raw. when we super kicked you right in the Mr. face? Mr. Wolf, thank you for the follow, my friend. You're just in time for the wrestling portion. I hope the title changed on Trevor. I can't see it from here. Either way, that's okay. not important. Gino, I watched this Raw and the, the whole episode of this. I am not on board with this whole battle of the brands thing. Like, are you are do, do you enjoy that every year now? It's SmackDown versus Raw at Survivor Series. It's it would be a good idea if they actually had it be for something. I think Becky Lynch made a whole joke about like it could be for a banana. At least that could mean something. Like, kind the show would get a banana if they would. There's no real reason for the one show to be better than the other. Just to show brand supremacy when that meant nothing when we had bragging rights. It almost like my idea of a whole brand split would be so different just as far as 
we are never changing these brands. Like the only way to do any sort of brand shakeups is to fire people and then they get signed by the other brand. We can do trades. We can do like an NXT draft where instead of just having random people get called up, we're actually drafting people from NXT or even the indies or something. But the way they do it now, we just did a fucking re a brand shuffle like last month. So why is it a big deal if we're having a, which brand is better? Like these guys aren't even like when Seth Rollins is coming out here telling me I'm a raw guy, Monday night Rollins. It's, but yeah, but you were on SmackDown for a full year and you were kind of an important player on SmackDown. So I still look at him as a SmackDown guy in a lot of ways. Cause I haven't really been watching raw every week. So, and you look at the way raw is, it's like Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. These guys were all SmackDown guys last month. And now I'm supposed to believe that they're excited to wear their red shirts at Survivor Series and represent the red show. And we all know next year, they're probably going to switch back to the other show. Like, it has no function. Like, maybe in 2005, which I think was the first time they did the brand versus brand. And it did feel a little bit more, oh, shit, like, this is taboo. We haven't shuffled the rosters up since WrestleMania. And now here we are in November having a brand versus Like, that makes sense to me. Not one month after this draft, you know, like should, remember the draft was always like the like the month or two after Mania is an October draft, like just the wrong time. It probably is. But at the same time, again, besides just the brand split that we had, we also had a massive cut of layoffs of wrestlers that were on both shows. Sure. And even on NXT. So like that also meant that they had to change a lot of prime really quickly. And so they were in a rush and. The whole booking for the Survivor Series has been all over the place because they're trying to focus on that, but also trying to focus on feuds for immediately after the show. I, and I do like that about Survivor Series, at least because if you are going to do this brand versus brand thing, I do like that Big E is almost distracted by what's going on with Rollins and with KO. There's so many awesome storylines that are happening. It actually is a little refreshing because sometimes it feels like guys are just forgotten about and they're not really anywhere until they're getting a title shot. This actually feels kind of fresh where I don't even know when they're, when that title match is coming. I don't know when a title shot's about to happen for those guys. So it's just cool that they're involved in this storyline. Like, and remember two survivor series in a row, the WWE championship, like switched hands, the go home show. And I don't think that'll happen this year with the Universal title on SmackDown. But I just remember when AJ lost the belt to Debray, when Jinder lost it to AJ, you know, it was like this, whoa, like we're going to Survivor Series completely. The deck has been reshuffled. But I, I agree with what Becky says. There's nothing at stake. And when I think of Survivor Series, I do think of one of the big four pay-per-views or one of the majors, you know, at least that's what it used to be considered as. And like the fact that it's, it's a good way to get everybody on the card because there is, you know, five man, ten man matches. They, you know, sometimes they do it with the tag teams and the women, and um, they can put as many people on this card as they want. But at least there needs to be something on the line here. Like, you know, how we have free agents, right? What if some of these free agents, their future was decided by this match? Like, or hey, if we win, we get to take one person from your team or something. It just seems like this. There's this card is nothing more than yeah like kids sitting around just having red versus blue and like it doesn't really seem like important at all in the grand scheme of the year and that is the case that it's just again just that 
kids play with toys be like these guys gotta fight each other because there are different shows they have to represent their brand for no reason especially since our authority figures to both brands are the same two people which is also confusing like it's just and that's the other thing that i'm you know i don't mean to keep you know what no i do i do mean to keep poo-pooing on on wwe because it was inevitable we knew that uh adam pierce would eventually turn heel because in the world of professional wrestling authority figures can only be baby faces for so long now we need to eventually dixie carter is going to turn heel mvp needs to turn heel if you're in power you are going to turn heel and it was kind of nice these past couple years of just i mean they even try to have no authority figures like once triple h and stephanie went away and they kind of got rid of mick foley and daniel bryan as general manager. tan was needed not wanted thank you so much quigley tan was needed not wanted and just looking at the way things are set up right now, I don't know. You know, I just I, like I thought we had it all figured out. Like babyface, we have one babyface authority figure and one heel authority figure. It kind of works that they oversee both shows because, hey, I, when we need to have a heel have something to their benefit, Sonya will book that match. When we want to do something on the up and up, Pierce will book that match. Like we had a really nice setup, and now we just have two heels. So we're just back to the authority. It really is just the authority, which they've realized like that worked for a good period of time, but because they tried to make Roman into Steve Austin with the authority, which was successful to a point until they forced it again. But again, now they're trying this without a Pierce, and his heel turn was immediate because again, he first was fighting Brock for a really realistic reason. Sure. That actually any face would have. And then just that next night on Rob, Ray Mysterio gets kicked. Uh, Dom gets kicked out because he's a loser to Bobby. And Bobby gets it. Yeah. So again, immediately he just turns here. For and, no- and that's and that was fun. Well, he even turned heel in his study or whatever when they had that monitor propped up on the bookcase. And he was saying, you know, uh, you don't want to know how serious I am. I'm finding Brock Lesnar $1 million. And, you know, like even that was just, it was a weird like heel thing because they advertised the show like Brock Lesnar was going to do something on it just from that episode of SmackDown. That might've been the last episode I really watched. Like and actually sat here and focused on. And I, I thought that was weird. Like the whole show seemed like Adam Pierce and Brock were going to have like an interaction. And then it was just this weird fine, which made Pierce be, be a heel. Like that was what their goal was with that. Hey, I'm going to find Brock because I'm a heel now. And then, yeah, he it carries over to raw where he's, uh, oh, Ray, or Dom, you're a loser. You're off the team. And then, uh, you know, oh, Ray, you're a loser. You're off the team. Austin Theory, I like your style, and nobody seems to like you. You're on the team. Like, uh, the only reason, and I like Austin Theory, but Never he's only sure. there. He's only there because he's a heel, and it just happened to, like, fit the story they were trying to tell. But other than that, like, what are we actually doing? Like, it, I feel like a lot of. It just was rushed, this whole idea of we need to turn him heel now. It was rushed for that. And also, again, the whole Survivor Series teams in general, because, again, weeks ago, we get on social media posts that Survivor Series teams. And then throughout the weeks, that just gets changed. Yeah. So we now waste time building up these teams when you could have been building, you know, the champion versus champion matches. Because we have no reason to be interested in the whole priest and uh <laughs> because they just have a, a fucking little 
vignette, and that's like there's their match is happening. I did, honestly didn't remember Damian Priest was one of the champions, and I did see a little graphic today that like Nakamura has defended the belt on TV once. Like he's just the champion, and he's the champion. There's no real heat behind him. There's nothing happening really with him, but he's a champion, so he's going to be on this pay per view. Yes, they're both champions, and they've not been on TV. Like I get the. I get. I just watched Hulu Raw. Damian Priest wasn't even on it, so nope, I, he wasn't on Raw for the three hours either. Wow! Just so, a video package about these two are gonna fight because they're the champions. That, the shows. The video package didn't even make it. So I, yeah, I don't. I don't know what the what the long term booking or the long term term storytelling is with them. But it does seem like this pay per view. They. It almost seems like they love it because it's so easy to book. Oh, it's Raw versus SmackDown, and it's just it's a lazily thrown together. Some of the matches are going to be excited. Like I think a lot of people are. I'm excited for Charlotte Becky since they kind of legitimately hate each other. Uh, but other than that, nothing else really feels important. It all feels very. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe all these releases that we're seeing really affects these super cards that we're supposed to have every year. Like WrestleMania is going to be two nights. Like how? Like we we just got rid of 80 people this year. We look at Survivor Series where typically I'm looking at a six match card right now. So typically when I'm thinking about Survivor Series, I'm thinking, yeah, six to eight matches, but I'm thinking we're loading this thing up. This thing is literally just the brand versus brand stuff. Nothing special about it. It's just, yeah, hey, it's easy for us to book this one. They're getting ready. I don't know what to say other than are they getting ready to get rid of this company? Like what's the next, what's the logical conclusion for all of this weird uh, shotgun booking, all of this. Hey, luckily we can do a draft. That'll pop the ratings. They were advertising that stuff at baseball games. I'm watching baseball on TV, seeing WWE logos in the background. And that's cool, like as a wrestling fan, but it's also like they're really pushing the draft. Like why are they pushing that so hard? Shouldn't they do something interesting every week that gets people to want to come? But I, I don't know, Gino. I just – in my – I know that Kevin and I talk about the bubble, like the, the WWE bubble. I think it's really finally starting to click in my head that it's bursting right in front of me. I'm not entirely sure if that's the case. I think, again, because of all the stuff they had to do, Crown Jewel and their event before that, what, what was the paper before Crown Jewel? Extreme that Rules. Extreme Rules. So again, they had like a good bit of the stuff horror going show. on. The that they had to kind of rush through and like they didn't have enough time to build Survivor Series. So they're just like, let's just do what we've been doing the whole entire show, brand versus brand, and just have stuff ready for that next paper where we're going to have all these matches we've been really focusing mainly on our shows for. But but even this, like, yeah, this there's nothing focused about this. Like, it's just, it's easy. We know we got brand versus brand. It's going to be, are they... The, the Saturday before, they're not doing anything, right? I mean, this is on a Sunday. This is this Sunday, so they're not doing anything with this weekend. Like, in my head, Survivor Series could be SummerSlam. And if you put some stakes onto this thing and really made people believe this is one of the four biggest events of the year. Like, when I was younger, I always felt like Survivor Series was the start of WrestleMania season. And I know that's really far, but you can kind of tell when, like, okay, I see that this guy's like we have a heel champion in November. I can kind of assume he's going to make it to WrestleMania in late March, early April, and that'll be when he finally loses it. That'll be when the babyface finally gets his moment. 
And I like I just felt like that was always kind of if the champion survives Survivor Series, that's the next place I could see him losing the the belt, unless he's Triple H. But like now, I just don't know. Like this this seems like such a easy throwaway. Put it right here. Sell tickets to it. People are gonna want to go anyway. But it's just I have no interest in this fight. Maybe that's why I've been watching Raw or SmackDown because we're building to Survivor Series now, which has no meaning. Because even when that night, well, didn't Raw lose every match one night? Um, every match that they counted for, except for one that they did not oh, count. Oh, the pre-show, the pre-show right? match, yeah. Where the new day won, and they're like, why they not? Count it. Why not just have the SmackDown team win the pre-show match too? Like, I, I have no, no idea because that was storyline. They're like, we want to have Raw win one, but we don't even recognize it, which was stupid. Yeah, that year we that was stupid. Because Xavier even- Woods was the best part about that, where he was just talking shit like, we won the one match on Raw, and you don't talk. Because even Stephanie never referenced it. Like, nobody referenced it. it was, oh, we suck. It's like, well, we won one. No, we didn't. So, either way, I'm looking at this card. I have very little. I know what the build is. Obviously, it's like you're saying. There's no build behind Priest and Nakamura. There's there's only one match with build on this card. I, no, I could argue there's. I mean, I, I can see the build for RK Bro and the Usos. I just watched Raw. Big E versus Roman, they've already been kind of feuding back and forth anyway. Like before the draft, it was kind of, is Big E going to cash in on Roman? Big E cashes in on Bobby. Roman tweets, good decision. Now they're finally having that match. Can Big E actually beat Roman since he beat? Like, I know they're not telling me the storyline, but it, it's at least I can figure that one out. I look the at the story they're telling us though is about Woods, which Woods connects with Big E, and that's my whole thing is that's their story is New Day. New well, Day's sure. Role. Yeah, it's hey, I'm gonna beat up your friend because he's still on my show. He's gonna bend the knee to me. You like this is what's gonna happen to you. I'm beating up your friend. I like that. I think I think that's Roman's clearly the top heel. Big E is clearly the top baby. I think that's totally fine. Like I think it's gonna yep. be I I like this build. Uh, and it makes sense that Roman loses. Sure, non-title I, doesn't lose anything from it. He's gonna there's no sticks. He's gonna win. I know I'm doing predictions with Kevin tomorrow, but Roman's definitely gonna win. Like Biggie, <laughs> Biggie is still, although he is WWE champion. I mean, Roman is just so clearly just the guy, and I think that he's being protected as the guy until WrestleMania. Like I'm saying, like I think if Biggie beats him, it kind of makes like who has beaten Roman this year. It hasn't happened. It's not going to happen in a throwaway non-title at Survivor Series. It could. That's it. There's always the possibility. <laughs> Davey might throw it away. That's the whole point is there's a possibility. And sure. that's what Davey wants is that little possibility because even though Woods has that tag match earlier in the card, most likely, he could still get involved. Just like the Usos could. Anything could happen. When is Woods? WWE. No, that. Oh, you're talk, you think the Survivor Series match is going to be before this match? Yes, I mean, maybe it will be, but I, um, I don't know. Sometimes it seems like they they value the Survivor Series thing, so they'll put it on last because there's really no stakes in any of these matches, so they can go whenever. None of them have like they could play a promo package before uh, the Roman Reigns match, I guess, but they can also play one before this men's match. They could show us all the ins and outs of how the teams came together. Um, and then all the for the people getting kicked out and then getting replaced. And then this uh, this women's raw thing that was not referenced a smidge on Hulu Raw. Like I know that it was announced, like they showed me a graphic, 
So I was like, okay, that's happening. Old Lang Syne says Raiders suck ass. Oh, the Raiders! They were so terrible, Gino. I was, I, I, I went to work on Monday and everybody was giving me shit. Like I just, I, I and now on Thanksgiving, I got to be worried about Thanksgiving now because it's Cowboys Raiders and I live in Dallas. And if the Raiders lose, I need to not go to work for the next week because everybody's going to be giving me shit. And it's on Thanksgiving, so luckily maybe people will forget. But I'm sure that I'll find some text like, hey, the Raiders, baby. So I'm not happy about that old link sign. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you so much for, for listening, though, Gino. But and yeah, the women's match, know nothing about it. Don't really have any interest in it. Sasha's on one team. That's the team I hope wins. Although I do like Queen Zelina and Liv Morgan and Carmella and Bianca. I don't like Rhea very much. Am I, am I in the minority on that? Her debut run is not as great as NXT. NXT. Like her main roster so run. I can yeah. agree with that. Main roster run, very different. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. There's been nothing interesting about her on this main show for me. Um, you, Charlotte, I'm going to beat you because I'm going to titty you while you would titty me. I was like, oh, God, turn this, this off. It is odd life, by the way. Turn this off. So the men's Survivor Series match, yeah, King Woods. Happy Corbin. Who's TBA? Who do you think's getting that last spot? Who's the SmackDown guy? Um, Boogs is going to be with Nakamura, so he won't be in that. Could Oops. be. And they could. Could be Madcap. I know it says with Madcap Moss, but I would throw Mad- Madcap in there. Yeah, Riddick Moss just put him in there and be like, it's them both together. Who's Riddick Moss? You mean Madcap? It's, it's some guy from NXT that I actually really liked that got ruined on the roster. I have, he was terrible in NXT, by the way. A gift sub! A gift sub! A new subscriber in Gump Nasty. What up, Gump Nasty? What up, Mr. Wolf? Use uh, I, I fixed the, the exclamation point grit, TTS, so you guys can talk now. Gino, yeah, he was the worst. Him and Tino Savatelli were the worst. That's why they didn't go anywhere. And even Riddick Moss in Raw Underground wasn't good. So Madcap is awesome. Are, are you protesting how awesome Madcap Moss is? I enjoy the gimmick and that he's free to express this new character, but I enjoyed Riddick Moss next. Yeah, I know, yes, Tito was not that great. He, he was better than Riddick twice. Moss. That's weird that you say that. Tito got released twice, and Riddick's never been released, so that's better. Yeah, that doesn't mean so he's better, though. I would rather watch Tino Sabatelli. I watched Breaking Ground, and he popped off the screen. I think Riddick Moss is just a generic football player that they brought in. I think Madcap Moss is awesome. I think there's nothing better than him telling a terrible joke. Hey, why do they put fences around graveyards? Why? Because everyone's dying to get in. Woo! Madcap rules, you know. So I, he better be the fifth man. Who's the fifth man? Is it Hogan? I mean, it could be anyone. It could be Hogan. It could be Mabel. Could be Riker. Could even be Riker yes. shows up. What brand is he on? I don't remember what he got drafted on. I would assume Raw, but maybe SmackDown. Maybe it's Elias. Maybe it's Elias. Could be Elias. I haven't seen him in a while. They're going to repack the dead guy. He's back. All of these releases that have happened. Elias is safe, baby. We're not getting rid of Elias. So, uh. Yeah, and as far as predictions on this, I don't give a shit. Like, it really, there's no stakes. If there was something that, like, even a storyline, there's not even a real storyline other than Seth. I mean, you look at this team. Seth, Balor, KO. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. And is MVP going to be there? Because they showed a graphic on Raw. Um, thank you so much. Uh, Mana is real. Thank you so much, uh, 
odd length sign. But they showed a graphic on Raw. It was Bobby Lashley with MVP. And I was looking around like, MVP is not there. Is MVP there? And I'm just not noticing him. MVP was there last Monday night, but I don't remember if it was this Monday. If he was oh, out okay. There so I thought he was still hurt. Was I saw him rehabbing something. I didn't know he ever came back. So, okay, good. Well, hopefully MVP's involved. That'll be fun. So, yeah, this this pay-per-view doesn't get my geese, goose, and Gino. What are you, how excited are you for Survivor Series? Not at all. Yeah, it sucks, yeah, right? It's boring. It's boring. I, remember we watched Survivor Series 2003, and it was like a show with interesting storylines and ambulance matches and buried alive matches? Like, what is this? Yes. Now we get just show versus show to find out which one of the branded wrestling projects better than the other one. Even the Raw Survivor Series match at Survivor Series 03 had stakes. It was... If if Austin, if Team Austin wins, he gets to stay on as the general manager. If team or and he can hurt anyone without being physically provoked. If Bischoff wins, Austin's gone. And holy shit, team, team Austin has to win. They better win. And then they lost. And then people were upset. So Austin came back as the sheriff of Raw. Wasn't a coach him anymore. He was the sheriff of Raw. He had a four wheeler. Amazing television. So I'm just I'm shocked. That here we are in 2021 where I think it's so easy to bitch about WWE. I always try and defend WWE. I I live in the bubble like Kevin tells me. I want them to be successful. I want them to be the best wrestling product. And I was telling I was telling Geezy before you and I got on here, like Impact is better than WWE in a lot of ways. Now I know that it's in 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 the impact zone and it's smaller and I have lower expectations, but after watching that impact, I like, oh, I can't wait to watch the other impacts that I missed. Because even if, like, outside the storylines and everything, the matches are good, they actually give their matches some time where it seems like WWE, it's, we got to get to the next promo. Like, we really got to wrap up this little thing they're doing. Do you remember when we super kicked you right in the face? Thank you so much. Val underscore one just joined, just followed. Chino, turning points this weekend. Like, and that's the other thing is impact. With Turning Point and with their shows, I just have this different buzz where at least like TNA or Impact is like shitty, but they're trying. WWE is like supposed to be like filet mignon and they're just kind of like taking a shit on me. Like So I, I appreciate the effort. Does that make sense? I think it does make sense, but I don't think it's been shit. Again, we have Noru Suzuki who's been on the show pretty much every week and because the tapings, he was there. And now this Thursday, he has the match that we've been waiting to see is him versus Josh Alexander. Yeah, but I, I just mean like I, I I watched Sam Beal cut a promo and it was not a good promo, but I liked it. I just kind of thought, you know what? Good for this kid. Like I, I watch it like you watch it. I watch it like, you know, good for this kid. I, I You know, they, they're giving him a shot. I, I don't think he has much, but they're letting him go with it. They're going to let him develop. I watch WWE and you Charlotte, like I'll never let that go. I'll never forget that because it was on Raw. If it was on main event, I probably would let it go. But it's on Raw. It's on the A plus show, giving me a C minus effort. Whereas Impact, I would like. Let's just be honest. It's the C show. You have like WWE, which is supposedly A, AEW, which would be B. Which honestly, that's probably A now. And then Impact is clearly below both of those two pretty significantly. But I, their stuff to me, I just, I'm, I'm less. I'm more forgiving of it. You know, I, I don't know. It's hard to describe. Like, I know that I just said it's shit. And maybe it's not exactly like the definition. Like, I think 
Extreme Rules as a pay-per-view was shit. Uh, I think Bound for Glory was pretty good. Now, I don't know if I put them side by side, which one's better. If I actually sat here with no expectations, just match for match, which one would I like more? Storyline for storyline. I I don't know. But I think because it's Impact, I'm more forgiving. Does that make sense? Or... Because it's the smaller one, I, I give it I give it a little more room. It does make sense, but I would have to say that like it's hard for some people to admit. Because yes, we grew up with WWE or WCW for some, and then return go with it WWE. But we want to hope for the best with them, especially with all the talent they have, being with all the talent in the world WWE has, and they still are pulling out this product where Impact is consistently a better show than Monday Night Raw. And look, I don't even know if it's consistent because I, I have not been watching Impact weekly. You know, I I after and I love Moose. I love Josh Alexander after Bound for Glory. I think I just hit like a wrestling. OK, that was too much wrestling. I need a bit of a detox. Football's back. The World Series. Like there was so much so much stuff happens in October. Hockey comes back. Ryan gets off. Just got his 1000 point. Go Ducks. Like all of these things are happening. So like I did take a little bit of break from all wrestling, you know, so. I think that watching this episode of Impact immediately after an episode of Hulu Raw, it was such a, like, even with the, now the Caleb with a K versus Minoru Suzuki match I just watched, I was, like, annoyed as it was starting. I'm like, we have Minoru Suzuki, and we're we're giving him a match with Caleb with a K. Like, this is the epitome. Suicide. This is the epitome of, like, gimmicky bullshit Impact, like, Wrestle House or Swingers Palace, like, hey, we could do something really cool or we could do Caleb with a K versus Minoru Suzuki. And as that as that match was starting, I was like, oh, this is so stupid. And it's going to go exactly the way I predicted, which it kind of did. But as I'm sitting there, I'm like laughing. I'm like, this is actually kind of fun. Like, and I'm having a good time. Whereas if that same scenario happens on Raw, where it's like, hey, we're bringing back a wrestling legend and he's going to have a match with, and then, you know, uh, so who who's somebody that I don't like on NXT? I don't know who you don't like on NXT right now. Oh, the one of the Creed brothers comes out. Like, let's just say, okay, Shawn Michaels is coming out of retirement for one more match, and it's against that one of those Joseph Creed or whatever that guy's name is. Like, like I just, I, if we're having Shawn come back, we got to give him somebody. We got to give him somebody good. What could? What have we never gotten out of Sean? We got to get Sean versus The Rock or Sean versus Dolph Ziggler or Bobby Roode. But no, no, no. We're not going to do any of that. We're going to go Sean versus... I can't think of anyone shitty in NXT that I... I know they're out there, Gino. I know a lot of people just got fired. So it's hard for me to think of them off the top of my head. Ikaminjiro. <laughs> I love Ikaminjiro. You're the only one who hates him so much. Like I think he's great. As a singles, he's okay. Tag, oh, he's, he's better. He's amazing. Yeah, is really great. No, because now we have, now we have two great singles wrestlers stuck on a stupid tag team, and the only reason they're in a tag team is because they're Japanese. Like, oh, hey, subtle unconscious racism. I don't know what to do with the Japanese guys. Put them in a tag team. Like it's it's That's the Easter name is Jack. And uh, Impact <laughs> Ricardo Impact can make the worst thing ever, but at least a human wrote it. Says how about Sean and Triple H versus Undertaker and Kane in fucking Saudi Arabia? I'd rather have that than Sean and Triple H versus the Creed Brothers. Is that their name even? That is the Creed Brothers. Yes, okay, the Diamond Mine guys. They're great. They're those, so those guys are terrible. Uh, who else is terrible? No, they're not. I watch NXT and I think it's the worst, so I don't know why I can't remember. Oh, your guy, Joe Gacy. What if Sean came back for a match with Joe, Joe Gacy? That would annoy me tremendously. 
But that would be such a good match. Oh, it'd be amazing. Barn burner. It'd be a six stars in the Tokyo Dome. So with Turning Point coming up, I watched this go home show and it was so Not good. Not the go home show. I watched this go home to the go home show. Because yeah, I was just looking at the card. I'm like, it's only five matches. So we have one more show on Thursday. Like I'm actually like legitimately excited for this event this Saturday. Like it's it went from it went from I'm not really watching Impact. Dunk right Nasty now. says Doink the Clown deserves one last match. Yeah, Doink versus Sean. That would be awesome. One more time, brother. So but like seriously, and I know whether I know you like Steve Macklin. Maybe that's who I meant. Like yes. Steve, Steve Macklin cut that promo when he was backstage with Trey Miguel. And like they were both talking, and Scott Tamore came up, and I just kind of thought, oh, this isn't good. Like, nah, none of this. This is good. None of this is good. And even Trey talking, I was like, oh, can Trey not talk either? I thought Trey could talk. Trey could talk sometimes. He needs like good material. And him with Macklin, that's a big comparison where you get to realize that Macklin's better. Whoa, no. All right, now we need, <laughs> yeah, we need to watch it. To see that Macklin's better. That than was aw- They were both terrible. And I gave, they were like, Scott Tamore came in and kind of helped him out. Yes, but yeah, Scott's the best of the three, of course. Even Macklin coming out. I've lost three matches in a row. <laughs> yes, he was an undefeated monster in all this. Stuff I was undefeated. Was then I lost three in a row, but I deserve an X Division Championship match. He does because he didn't get pinned in the triple threat. Oh, he's he's look, and I love his theme song. His match at uh, Bound for Glory wasn't terrible, uh, but I'm still come on. He's nowhere. Trey Miguel is an Impact legend. Can I say that? Can I use your word? He's a legend. Steve Macklin just rascals. He, Steve Macklin just a WWE guy taking somebody's spot. Maybe so, but also I just remembered something small that uh, Trey Miguel is actually wrestling against uh, the Wolves. The Wolves come back on the 60th of January. Trey Miguel is going to be. Oh, I think he, I I just missed him. He was going to be here in Dallas. Yeah, uh, it was supposed to be your boy Dalton Castle, and then Dalton Castle got hurt or something. And yeah. the replacement was Trey Miguel. And I was like, dude, who's booking this indie show? Bruce Pritchard? Like, hey, we got to give him something better. And what's better than Dalton Castle? Trey Miguel. I was like, I was like upset that I saw the, the graphic like that day. It's like, oh, why are you guys telling me this beforehand? I would love to go see Trey Miguel. Like, I'd like to see Dalton Castle too. But I'm just saying, it's like they were going to give me a sirloin. And then they gave me filet mignon. So I, I missed out on Trey Miguel. Hard to kill though is going to be in Dallas. Uh, and then I think I have AEW is also going to be in Dallas that month. Like, there's a lot of wrestling coming to Dallas. Yep. I would assume, like, with it being hard to kill, they might also do like the two tapings that next week. Also yeah, or yeah, they probably they're too. probably going to do tapings. And then I know one year they did a show in Austin or something. They did like Battle at the Brewery or something, and that was like the day before Hard to Kill or so. I forget how they did it, or maybe it was the day after. But they can do some tapings here. MLW is going to be here in January. I might. Go to those tapings to see the Von Erics. So yeah. I got to catch up on that too. So like I'm back, baby. I I loved watching Impact today, and maybe that's the stark difference where I'm watching WWE. I'm watching Raw, the one. I'm watching the show that like kind of created wrestling in a lot of ways. And now here I am watching Impact, and I'm just in it. And I'm like, this is my company. This little Impact that people kind of forget exists all the time. I pay five bucks for the little Ultimate Insider thing. Like this is my little company where you know AEW is clearly the hipster cool one, uh, and WWE still you know that's for it is for the kids by the way it's got to be like it's the only reason why some of these things are still happening like we do not get like we didn't understand John Cena but 
they did. They were like, look, I don't, we don't give a shit what you old guys are saying, okay? Go watch Ring of Honor. This is for the kids. The kids are buying this John Cena shirt. We make a new color every two months, and these things sell like crazy. So I don't give a fuck what all you old men think who are still watching this kid's show. Go find something else. And we found it. We found AEW. We found New Japan. We found MLW. We found Impact Wrestling, Gino. I think, I, I think I'm finally waking up to the bubble that Kevin always talks about. Yes, you're finally starting to see that WWE is not the only option. You've known that for a while, but you don't have to just always defend it. You can say when it's bad and still be a fan of it. Yeah, well, and I'm even – shit, I think we talked about this. Like, There are people that just watch Impact. There are people that just watch AEW. Imagine how liberating that is to not watch WWE, like to not watch Raw, to not watch SmackDown, to not watch NXT. You just have no WWE. You have no idea what's going on in Connecticut or in Orlando. Your world is Nashville or your world is Jacksonville or your world is uh, – Philadelphia lately for MLW for some reason because Core Power loves uh, he, he loves the ECW arena. But like imagine just not doing that. Like imagine just that's your world. I could live in the Impact world, I think. And I think a lot of people could if they really give Impact a chance, get to watch the show for like a month, understand these characters, and start to actually be invested in them. I think this turning point show is going to be really good. And I don't mean to, I know that I, I'm like high on wrestling right now. Eddie Edwards is the number one contender and I hate Eddie Edwards, but how exciting is this oh, you match? Don't. I don't like Eddie Edwards. I think he's one of the worst. No, you don't hate him. Yeah. The he's, Wolves. He's top five. Yeah. The Wolves is great. Yeah. But Eddie Edwards is not like it's, it's very like the, the rockers are great. Marty Jannetty is not like it's easy to do that. So by the way, Marty Gennetti's wrestling at Empire Wrestling Federation at Covina next month. I wish I could go. He is so far away. I wish I could be there, but I can't. Uh, yeah, Eddie won that triple threat, and I just thought, oh, this sucks. Like, why Eddie? But can't wait to see this match because even Matt Stryker, by the way, worst announcer in the world is still Matt Stryker. He's fine. He's not that bad. We get to watch Madison Rain compete, a future Hall of Famer. Much like we get to watch Tom Brady play football every Sunday. And we get to see Freddie Freeman on the diamond. I'm like, oh my fucking God. Did She's he really... making good comparisons. That's a good it's comparison to you. She's a real Hall of Famer like all of them. But We're Tom in Bra the middle of this greatest generation where we can watch all these future Hall of Famers. Tom Brady is the greatest football player ever. Is Madison Rain yes. the greatest women's wrestler ever? Well, as we saw in the Impact, it was one of the best matches that she's probably had was against Mickey James. Freddie Freeman's like a five-time All-Star MVP. Is he a future Hall of Famer for sure? Like, he's still kind of young. Is he a future Hall of Famer? Yes, because he can only go up from here. <laughs> no, he can't. That's not true. He yes. can go down. But I just, like, we get it. This is Impact Wrestling. Keep it in... We talk about the WWE bubble. We need the Impact bubble. We need Matt Stryker. No. We need him to not tell me, you know, Arsenal and Man City tore it up this Saturday, and that's what you're seeing right here. It's like, dude, shut up. He's the worst. He's not. The, if you, you need to watch other commentators and realize that he's not the absolute worst. No, that doesn't make him good. That doesn't make him good though. That's what I'm saying. Is but like, you can't say the worst. You he's can the say worst. he's bad. Okay, fine. I'll say, say I'll say he's terrible then. I'll say he's top three worst announcers ever in the history of wrestling 
and that's not just a fact that's undisputed like it's it's uh, i can't name i can't name anyone worse i'd rather watch gcw announcers if that's what you're saying well again kevin gill's a legend in call in commentary because again going from jcw to gcw and technically still now jcw jersey championship wrestling but like he again, there are bad commentators that I've watched because I've watched but, some like but I'm independent saying, stuff as as even more indie than G stuff. Is main, but I'm talking mainstream wrestling. I'm talking they have a show on Axis. Like I don't know if that's a channel that a lot of people get, but at least it's a television network. And you look at Michael Cole, you look at Jimmy Smith, you look at Excalibur, you look at everyone who's got a television show. I think Matt Stryker is by far the worst one. Even the Ring of Honor guy, who, whose name I can't remember, I think he's better. What's his name? Rob Bocelli or something? Uh, ROH commentary. I'm trying to remember his name, too. Let me pull that up. Doesn't matter. He's yeah. better. Him and that little that little black dude, those guys are way better than Matt Stryker. On television, I could agree with him being not as good as the others yes which would make him the worst like he's even worse than kevin kelly and when i'm watching new japan i'm kind of thinking like remember jr used to do this what happened to that so i I don't know i just he takes me out of it sometimes i have to lower the volume but other than him like delo's great i I like is as terrible as matt striker is delo comes in and i love delo brown i don't know why is it because the expectations are lower for him no it's because delo brown is delo brown it's just yeah, it's D-Lo we, is always great. We have D'Lo, you know, and it, it's not even like he had this outstanding. You know, he was over. Got to give it to him, the real deal now. But it's not like he had this amazing long run as a top guy in wrestling. And it's still fun to just have him here. He's been with Impact for a long time. You know, he was yep. in and out, but it's still yeah, he was there in '02. I mean, he was doing the TNA pay per view days and came back as an agent, got released, came back as an agent again. I don't know how he landed this gig. Like, I don't know why they put him in this scenario. Because who, before the pandemic, who was the commentators? Josh Matthews and the Pope? It was Josh and Madison, I believe, still. Oh, even before? Because I thought she only did the commentary because of the pandemic. They were recording the commentary from their house. But I remember they were doing that still. Like It, it depends on like, how far back we got to go by. Oh, yeah, who? I'm just trying to think before Madison, who was next to Josh Matthews? Because I know I there was an era where they had back. the Pope. They had uh, Jeremy Borash, I think, for a little bit. Um, I mean, obviously there was the Taz era, but uh, I think Josh or Don Callis, he was there for a while doing commentary. Yeah, Don and Josh was really good. I just like Josh so much more than Matt Stryker. I just don't get why Matt Stryker is the name that they landed on as far as like, this is a good idea. Make him, he'd be fine as a color guy, I think. I think if he sits there and just kind of chimes in every once in a while and Talks about, this is why you watch the Royal Rumble, because you never know. Like, those moments are funny. But him trying to do a a move-by-move, him trying to make this match relate to something in pop culture, I just think it's so douchebaggery. I don't know. I can't think of a word. I can, again, I understand that. I think he's not as bad as, again, I've heard worse. So I know there's worse. But again, I can understand. But that doesn't that make it okay, is what I'm trying to say. Like, do you so act- I just think that impact what they could. Do. Okay, this could be an interesting decision they could make, since he's free, and I don't know like what he's been doing. Tom Phillips. 
Yeah, get Ta- get Tommy, get Todd Grisham. There's these other WWE rejects. I think you just keep Josh. What's wrong? What's wrong with Josh? Like that's my question. Is like, Spliff Master Sexy says I'm marking out. Bro. You never know. Like yeah, like as far as what they have, where they have, just throw Josh in there and make it a three man booth if that's the case. If you need Matt Striker that much. Uh, Ian Ian Riccoboni or whatever his name is. That's, yeah, Riccoboni. Yeah, that's yes, that's the guy from Ring of Honor. And yeah, like honestly, if that's your if that's our options, where it's like we have Matt Stryker or Josh Matthews, I want Josh Matthews. Well, we need Matt Stryker. Okay, we'll put him as like the third man in the booth. He was also an in ring competitor. It makes sense. He can also comment on how Matt. He was even talking on this impact I just watched about. He used to work the indies with Xavier and um. The other Ring of Honor guy. So it was just, you know, he used to work these shows. He knows that grind. Let's make him, let's put him in that position that he was in in WWE. Um, or we're not, we're not going to be able to bring him a Vampiro. Uh, but I, I don't think that he, he and D'Lo don't have the same chemistry that he and Vampiro had. And him and Lucha is completely different than him and Impact. Like it's not even, because yes. in Lucha, he wasn't trying to pull pop culture shit. Like he was really keeping it about the temple, the believers, Lucha Underground is Lucha Underground, and this is where we keep everything. Even the wrestlers aren't allowed to wrestle anywhere else, right? We have these contracts. And he goes to Impact, and it, maybe it's his directive. Maybe it's because they record the commentary, uh, you know, right before the event airs or something. But he just tries to make it so, you know, oh, in the Atlanta Braves just won the World Series. It's just like Alicia Edwards getting this opportunity tonight. Like, like. That's his comparisons are not very good. Maybe that's the other issue is I sit there listening to this guy who probably honestly knows a lot about sports. He sounds like he knows a lot, but when he makes some of these comparisons, I'm like, dude, just shut up. Like just make impact about impact. Compare this to Kurt angle, compare this to AJ styles, compare this to Aldis. Like you have all this history that you can pull from. Why are you trying to pretend that this is like this thing that everybody's watching? Again, like I understand that perspective, and again, it's him doing his thing because he does want to be a sports analyst. He wants to make this into a sport and be up there with real sports. But when I'm watching this different, but have you watched like when he? I know he watches sports. When you listen to, um, when you listen to Joe Buck, Joe Buck doesn't the whole time try and make. Oh, we're watching football here, so I better bring up the Premier League. I better bring something else up. Like if you're a play-by-play guy, you do play-by-play. You call what's happening. You might bring up a story or how it relates to something that happened earlier in the night. You know, I, I don't mind when he's doing that kind of stuff. You know, when he when he can call back to something that happened earlier in the match and he keeps telling that story. But other than that, him trying to pull—it's only when he pulls from the outside world. I think is when it's just so douchey and so. He wants me to think that Impact Wrestling is the biggest thing in the world, and it's not, and that's okay. I like that it's not the biggest thing. I like that it's not on Peacock. I like that it's not having these massive events in Saudi Arabia or whatever. Like, I like that it's its own little thing, but let's at least not pretend like we're this huge deal because you're not fooling anyone. Like, If this guy's trying to compare hit one of his athletes to, to Tommy Brady – and look, I agree, Madison Rain, great, my favorite probably knockout of all time. Uh, I, I agree with that, but if somebody who's never watched Impact before sees Madison Rain and then flips over and sees like 
Becky and Bianca and all these other women, it's going to just kind of in your head go, wait, which one's more legit? I watched this person they said who was Tom Brady wrestle in front of 18 people. Now I'm watching these women wrestle in front of 8,000. So who's the Tom Brady? And I would say in actual wrestling, someone like Masserine and Mercedes Martinez is the Tom Brady of wrestling. How? How could you say that, though? They're like Tom Brady is the best because he's won seven Super Bowls. Like he's, he's won multiple MVPs at, on the biggest stage. Now, there's guys that are lifers as far as quarterbacks go. And I'm just trying to point out, and I know we're just, this is, we're arguing about Tom Brady right now. But it's also, I just, I'm looking at it from a viewer from the outside, and you're saying, oh, well, a true wrestling fan would know that. I could absolutely argue that. Be, uh, Bianca Belair and her way smaller time in WWE has done more than Mercedes has done. Has done, and I love Madison Rain, but has done more than Madison. Like I just look at her main eventing or WrestleMania. Like her one year is insane. It's a Goldberg year. So I, I look at that as like, oh wow, she when she retires, I think people are going to remember her more than Madison Rain. And that's not just that's not just the the casuals. That's you and me. I think we're going to be able to point to more Bianca Belair matches and moments than we would uh, Madison Rain at this point. Because our memory is going to fade by the time that she retires. And we're going to forget a little bit about like people from Impact during this time period and from their past. And we're going to be like, oh, there was Bianca. She was in when we were this age. We kind of still remember that. <laughs> no, I think Bianca's here to stay. I think she's going to be around for a while in WWE on the main roster. She did a KOD to Tamina, okay? She's over like Rover. So yes, I but also it's in, like, we bring up Tamina, and like, that's a woman who maybe did not get a chance to really earn the top. Actually, did once and then didn't do anything with it. Who's this? Who are we talking about? Tamina. Oh, okay. They have a lot of women, but they only really pick four or five, being now like Bianca, Rhea, Charlotte, Becky, sometimes Sasha now, but not as much. She normally just loses it right after. So that would be like Bailey. Like they only like five, six women. They just switch tiles between them up, back and forth. So the title, whenever they win it, doesn't really mean as much. I think it means a lot. I think it means more when you're only having this many women involved with it because it does show, hey, we have a lot of fucking faith in these people. So I, I, I don't know what that means exactly, like that, that argument. I do think that. Uh, like, I mean, clearly, yeah, do, are they as valued as the WWE and the Universal Championship? Not necessarily, but neither is the knockouts. Like, I I think that they, I, that's a weird, like, I don't know. I was talking about Mercedes and Madison. You brought up Tamina. Like, I don't, I don't Tamina. Bring up I, these compares. I know you love up. Tamina. I know that you're yes. you're the big t- the, the big does the squared circle not like her is that why you defend her so much? No, squared circle I think does like her because they know that nobody's meaner than Tamina. Nobody's meaner. Yeah, well, I mean, she's got it in her blood. So yes. yeah, look, in I like Tamina and everything. Yes, I agree. Uh, was she never a champion? No, but that's that's okay. Like, I don't know. I don't think every. I think the argument that oh well, she should have been champion. Like that almost devalues it. If like I've said a hundred times, if everyone wins the championship, it's no longer coveted. It's no longer valuable. Again, I can understand that perspective, but only having the same four or five people over the past few years makes it seem as though you're just keeping it between those people hot potato and get somewhere there in the record books as the best and no one else is we've and had when it comes to next generation you're not really booking to them it's just 
this generation is what we focus on and we don't care about the next. I don't know. I, there's been four Raw Women's Champions this year. Five, I think. They, what do you mean like, they just hot potato it around? Like Rhea, Asuka, Nikki, Charlotte, Becky, Bianca. Like a lot of these people. I mean, I know Bianca didn't hold the Raw one, did she? But either way, like there's there's women who get involved and they get switched in and out. I do think that they need some sort of WWE dark. Like they do need more matches that people can just watch. Like, oh, how come I didn't see Rhea on Raw? Oh, thank goodness she had a match on Heat. Like I think they do need something like that. Like I do agree that it is weird when you don't just like, oh, where, where have they been? I have no idea. Like I agree with that. But I mean, other companies do that too. I just watched Impact and I heard Emma's song twice. And I did not see Emma one time, Gino. I was very confused. Because it's the influence. You heard the influence song twice. Yes, that's what I learned. Yes. That that song's for the influence. But Madison Rain, although part of the influence, I'm pretty sure it's well known. At least for us hardcore wrestling fans, Gino, like myself. Uh, she has the greatest theme song in TNA history. Why is she coming out to Emma's theme song? Because she's a part of this team and she has to support her teammates. Well, Matt Stryker even called her the Queen Bee. So did D'Lo. I'm like, this is the Queen. Why are we not? Why is she not waving? Why are we not having the Killer Queen song? They need to be kissing because her this feet. was a more serious moment having this dream match on television of Mercedes Martinez <laughs> versus Madison Ray. It was a serious moment. That's why she found a, a, someone holding a camera in the crowd and posed. On her walk yes, to the ring, serious, it's serious. Where's Caleb? He usually takes my pictures. So yes. yeah, it, was, it seemed like a very serious moment for her. It was a serious match. It was a dream moment for her. Just like it's going to be a dream moment for Mickey James, as we see on this card tonight, this Saturday. Yes, we probably will still have a couple more matches announced tomorrow Thursday. They'll add three more matches. Have, yeah, they'll make it an eight match card. But but we have Mickey James defending her just acquired at the last pay per view. Women's knockout championship against Mercedes Martinez, and I feel that Mercedes is going to win. I think so too. I think the build, at least from what I've seen, like they just had Mercedes kind of turn heel. It's one of those like she attacks Mickey after, like you know, Mercedes had the match. Mercedes won that match. Uh, Madison attacks Mercedes. Mickey comes down to like save Mercedes, and Delo's like it's pretty honorable that she would uh. To help her opponent out, you know, that's pretty that's pretty impressive, pretty cool. And then, you know, Mercedes attacks Mickey. And then of course, I wish I had I should have just we should just pull commentary of Matt Stryker because he's so terrible. Like, why would she do that? And Matt Stryker just goes, Money. And I was like, Oh God, this is the worst show I ever watched, but I love it. And so Mercedes kind of turns heel, but it's one of those like I don't think people hate her more for that, do they? Like you're oh, because she's an OG. Yeah, you have, understand. Your, you have your finger on the pulse of Reddit. Like Wrestling fans aren't mad at Mercedes for attacking Mickey. It's almost understood that, no, she's been wrestling for 25 years. She knows that she's never won any of these important titles. This is her one. This is her last chance. She needs to beat up Mickey before the match to win it. And she has to win it, I feel. This is going to be a big-time match. And, yes, this means that Mickey's thing might have just been short-run, just to be like, Make a big surprise move that she beats Deanna, where maybe Deanna shouldn't have lost, in my opinion, in that great match. She should have won. Because I think Deanna and Mercedes are going to be a bigger match, and maybe, again, Deanna Mercedes still, wins this. So it's still hard to kill, we get Deanna and Mercedes. Yeah, that match will still happen. I, I don't, I, I think that, like you, like you said about Big E, like, well, hey, anything could happen. Mickey won. It was an exciting match. You didn't like yes. it? 
I did like it, but I just felt like I would have rather seen, but again, we're going to see this there if I'm right about like the idea of Deanna and Mercedes over Mickey and Mercedes. So we're going to see this Saturday if Mickey and Mercedes could be as good of a match as I think it could be, or if it could be better and exceed my expectations, where it could be better than my idea of you Deanna hate Mickey Mercedes. James. It's so strange. I look at this as two of the biggest names in female wrestling history. Mickey James, Mercedes Martinez, two OGs. Matt Stryker told me that they used to wrestle each other all the time up and down the East Coast indie scene. These are two pioneers of female wrestling. And they finally are competing for the TNA Knockouts Championship in Las Vegas. Live. Impact Wrestling Ultimate Insiders. And you're like... Well, hopefully it'll exceed my expectations. Yes, I just have somewhat high expectations, and hopefully it will exceed. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that excited for it, but you know, maybe it'll exceed them. I don't know. Like this match, I, I'm I'm liking this match too much. Like I think this is gonna be awesome. I think Impact Wrestling is awesome, Gino. I'm giving them an A plus before the show even starts, and you're like, ah, it's probably a D. And hopefully, no, I would give it an A at least. And again, if this match exceeds my expectations, I probably will, like I said, because again, Mickey and Deanna really exceed my expectations. <sighs> you just hate Mickey. That was so, come on, it's Mickey James. It's it's top five women's wrestler ever. I don't know if that's uh, entirely sub- that might be a subjective opinion to have. Who's that uh, Mickey's do, top we need, five. do we need to keep doing this? Like, when you think women's wrestling, she's got to be one of the first names. It's it, like Gail Kim, Trish, Mickey, Moolah. Who else? Lita. Five. There you go. Lita fits in there. I would take a Mickey James over a Lita, though. I know Lita did a moonsault, but she also was injured for like her whole career. So I'm taking Mickey, dude. Mickey James rules. Remember, remember Impact Wrestling and like when you first started watching in like 2008. I mean, it was Mickey James, Gail Kim. That was like, that's all we had. We hung on to that. It was awesome Kong, Gail Kim. And then we, got, we then we got then the we had, then we got Jacqueline Gail Kim first. Jack. Amazing stuff. And yes. I I don't, so as soon as Mickey James showed up in TNA, you're like, oh, it's dead. The women's it's not dead. I was like, this was a big moment, yes, with Mickey James and her theme that was right before Hardcore Country, which was interesting. I love the Hardcore Country song, though. Yes. Hardcore Country was great. And then like her theme before was like, I thought, she, didn't she, yeah, she had a theme before Hardcore Country, right? Well, she was in, in TNA. TNA in like 2002. So, yeah, she, I mean, she probably. Played her very first theme in 2002. Yeah. Alexis LeRae was definitely in Impact Wrestling way back then. So, I mean, think of it that way. She's She's been around since the first asylum years of Impact Wrestling. Like, she's a pioneer, Gino. I don't know why you look at her as like, well, she's not as good as Gale. She's not as good as Kong. She's not as good as Raisha Saeed. But, I mean, she's okay. She's true. And where you say it is another legend, which I wish she'd come back. A legend. All right, let's settle down. She is. Cheerleader Melissa is really good. You're disrespecting Mickey James, and now you're telling me Raisha Saeed, cheerleader Melissa, is a legend. Can you at least. Again, all the stuff she did in TNA, don't you remember all her gimmicks? Can you you just admit that Mickey James is a legend then? Yes, she's a legend. Like, it's infuriating to argue with you about how good Mickey James is and then for your retort to be, cheerleader Melissa was great. Like, And she was. She wasn't a pioneer like Mickey James. For TNA, yes, she was. No, Mickey James was there first. (laughs) And then she left to go to the Fed. She went, yeah, to, as you say, you know, sometimes you have to make a bigger name for yourself. You have to feed your families. Like, you, you've said these things to me. Yes, but then you've said that she left us. She the, the left TNA 
You don't have any they, respect for because she leaves. No, the that, they didn't leave TNA. That was Dixie era. Like what? What? That was AJ's gone. Like everybody left. All of these things happened. You know how it was. Mickey had to get out. Gail had to get out. But then why don't you agree with Alex Show? He needed to get out. No, because TNA's I great right Alex now. Because Impact. So you think Impact as shitty as it was five, uh, ten years ago, or whenever when the Dixie thing was happening? Impact is great right now. It's again. It's always great. That's the game. Ten years ago, it was great. When no, you left, saw Hogan. Good. You told me when Dixie was holding Hogan's leg. This is the worst thing that ever that happened. That was when they died. Yes, but again, I they don't died. Think like you the just said they died. Work. So when they died, they Mickey left. Good. Mickey left. Gail left. Sting, Bully Ray, Ken Anderson. Everybody left. You know. All right. So it's okay they if they still leave. Then made it work. If Alex Shelley leaves me now, and I have a singles Chris Saban who's backstage arguing with. Who is he just arguing with? Ace Austin? If I have him, I think like, it was Ace. Yeah, but like I could, we had the Motor, Motor City Machine Guns. Oh, we get Chris Saban. Hail Saban. That's another big thing. We have Chris Saban here, and now we have Alex Shelley working independence, and this is going to be able to push Alex Shelley up even more. But we already know he is. We already know he's great. No, he sucks and now. He come. left us. See, he left us. People that left in 2014 who weren't getting checks, weren't getting paid on time from Dixie, from, from the Carter family in Dallas, all of that stuff, you have a reason to leave. Like, that's at, completely apropos. Uh, Alex Shelley, hey, we're advertising a tag team match, you and Chris Saban in a six-man tag. Oh, Shelley doesn't want to come. Okay, Moose will just be thrown in there. I thought him and Rich Swan hated each other. Ah, ignore that. F- fucking put it together. No, it wasn't ignored. It made sense that he wanted to still fight the enemy that was AEW. That was AEW. We need to stop the elite. And he was like going to set aside his differences for the moment to then get after that You know, we sat through Rich Swan, Motor City Machine Guns, from the D. I played the promo. Like, it was the worst. Yes. We sat through that. And we had, okay, fine. I'll deal with that as long as I get a, a six-man tag with Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns. And Alex Shelley decided pay-per-view day, or like the week of, I can't make it. I'm out of here. You guys do a backstage segment. Moose will be the new tag partner. I'm out of here. You guys have fun. I'm going to go fight in the Opera Cup. Like, what does this mean? Why don't I mean, that, just... was a, that was months later. Again, he was, again, injured, kind of. No, no, he wasn't. No, that's been refuted. He was worried about his health possibilities, possible. Mm-hmm. And we don't know for sure. So again, he waited a little while, came back to wrestling, and he and could did he come, come back, back to Impact? Did he come back to Impact? He could. Oh, did he? he? Could because we could get this big moment for the Mercy Machine Guns because since we have again him focusing on Ace Austin, Ace Austin has Mad Mad Fulton. We have Chris Saban. He might be a tag team partner, and who could it be? James Storm, know. James Storm or Moose, because Alex Shelley is afraid of getting sick. No, well, Moose has a match already on the card. And we, this could be right now on the card. We could have Ace Austin. Saban doesn't have a match on this card either. There's no Saban on I here. I think they both. Do. We could get them both. We could no, get a tag look, match. I, that's probably going to be booked on this card is Ace Austin versus Saban. But I'm just pointing out that Alex Shelley left us holding the bag is way different. <laughs> That Mickey James abandoning ship when they were having the divas do car washes backstage with Karen Jarrett. So I, I'm pretty sure what I'm saying is very valid, Gino. You know, people hear me argue with you and they go like, "All he does is argue with Gino because you say things like this." Mickey James is a legend. She's an actual legend. Gangrel's not a legend. Mickey James is a legend, and you treat her with such weird disrespect. It's not disrespect. 
that's the thing. It's not disrespect. I just have, again, different ideas and beliefs, and I do feel that she is a legend in her own right. Yes. And, and my right, and everyone's right. Top five women's wrestler ever. That's debatable. She's had good matches. Like, there's other women's wrestlers. Like, I, when I hear, like, okay, what's your favorite Lita match? Like, everyone says, oh, her and Trish on Raw. Is it because Lita almost killed herself with a suicide dive? Like, wh- name another good Lita match. The good Lita match be uh, Team Extreme against, was it Dudley's? Where it was the three on three? Where they had Stacy, I believe. I don't remember if that was one match or not. <laughs> that sounds like shit. Stacy had a six man tag. Like, no, yeah, Stacy was cool. You didn't like Stacy in the ring. She's not a wrestler. She's just long, yes, she is. long set of legs there, my friend. Her lingerie pillow fight at WrestleMania 20 was awesome. But uh, no, absolutely. Mickey James has had some bangers. So I'm, I'm a Mickey James fan. I think it's strange to meet another wrestling fan who thinks cheerleader Melissa had better contributions to the business than Mickey. The TNA. Um, I think that well, it, it, hey, how many how many uh, knockout championships does uh, your uh, truly she doesn't need have? to win any if they didn't get again they never gave her the opportunity. How many posters the, has she been on? Uh, what do you say? You know why they didn't give I her the opportunity? She's been on two. You know why? Because uh, she couldn't wrestle, my friend. Mickey James yes, could she wrestle. could. Mickey James has had certified bangers, and you're about to see another one with Mercedes Martinez. So Mickey James, Mercedes Martinez, James is probably losing. I do agree with you that it was like a huge moment for her to beat Deanna. And now we're going to be able to pass, pass it over to Mercedes. And this will lead to Mercedes versus Deanna at hard to kill. And I will be there. Yes. Yeah, that's one match. We finally we will discuss and get down after what, like an hour already. We discussed the first match on this great card. And now we can discuss the next big match we have. Which again is I like hold on. I just like to say I like the I like when you drive sometimes. Like I'm you know, I I throw it to you for like your Split response. Master Sexy says, remember Mickey's Thes Press from the Cage. Do you remember that, Gino? Do you remember the Thes from the top? Yes, I do remember She's the Thes Press from the top. I, you I know also what? remember Kurt Angle's Moonsault from the top. We know what we're gonna do is just watch Mickey James matches tomorrow night <laughs> or on on Thursday night. We're just no, we already have a decision made. It seems canceled it. it. We're watching Mickey James only. I'm gonna put together a playlist of my favorite Mickey James moments, and we're gonna win you over, Gino, because she is she might even be top three now. The more we talk about it, but uh, I but I love when you just hey, I like I'm not like I'm waiting for you to give me some feedback or a response, and you go yes, but also another match that's interesting. Like I wasn't ready to go there, and like Gino, I this is me. I drive the car, but I'll let you drive. Go ahead. Yes, what I was saying is on this card, on this amazing impact pay per view we're gonna have, we have our guy Trey Miguel. I get some man, you and I, and only a few other people who remember like All In and other events in wrestling. Laredo Kid. What do you? What does that mean? Great exhibition. (laughs) Hold on, wait. Few people remember Laredo Kid. Not that many people watch Laredo Kid matches. Wait, why? Why are you saying with Bandito? How do you know that? Why are you saying that? Why are you saying that? How do you know that nobody remembers Laredo Kid? He was number twenty on the PWI five hundred. Yes, he was that, but I'm saying to some audiences, they don't remember Laredo Kid. They just think he's just a masked guy like Bandito. Wait, who are you? But who though? Who thinks? Is it Kevin? Is that who you're talking to? Like who is? Who is that? What do you mean? There are people. There are people on the internet wrestling community that do not (laughs) respect. 
Laredo Kid. What a bunch don't of watch other wrestling. What a bunch of pieces of shit, Gino. They don't remember yes. Laredo Kid from All In, huh? Yes, he was in All In again with Bandito and Ray Phoenix. You found them. Ray, no, Ray. Ray was. You found them. You found the people that don't remember Laredo Kid. Um, yes. So yeah, Laredo Kid is, but it's it's not for sure a singles match. Steve Macklin has a match with Laredo Kid this Thursday, and he could be inserted into the match. But isn't he losing just kind of to keep his losing streak thing happening? I have a feeling if he wins, Laredo Kid is still going to lose at the paper. Well, also, if we have Steve Macklin in this match, isn't that just a rematch of BFG? Was was that Laredo Kid in that match? Yeah. See, was, look, yeah, you know, I know that you don't remember this, but Laredo Kid was on the All In card. He was actually teaming with Bandito who's also currently the Ring of Honor champion. I know you don't watch wrestling. But Bound for Glory, Laredo Kid was in a triple threat match with Trey Miguel and Steve Macklin. Are we just going back to that well? Where's Ari Sterling? Where's the sauce? See, that is the big question. Ari Sterling right now is focusing on Ring of Honor because then we mm-hmm. do have currently right now, since we're talking about cards, seven matches on that card already announced. But Which that's card? What, what are we talking about? Final battle. Oh, they already oh, announced yeah, matches? matches? I thought it was in December. There are seven matches already set for Final Battle Whoa. that I see on their Wikipedia page. When is that? That is December 11th, I believe. Oh, yes, 11th of December. If I'm not, if I'm free, we're going to have to watch that one live. Um, yes, we will. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. That's the that's the send-off, right? That's They're not going to do any television tapings after that, right? Nope. Because I know they're Jay Lethal. Like highlights and shit. Jay Lethal was on Ring of Honor this past Monday, which is like, what? I thought he was all elite. But they clearly Four kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Thank you, Spliff. Look at Randy's body. That's what a wrestler looks like, Gino. That's why people don't like Laredo Kid, okay? That's why they forgot all about him. Is that oh yeah, just another Laredo kid. So okay, I think Trey Miguel's keeping the belt. Yes, I agree. The inspiration. Cassie Lee, Jesse McKay taking on Decay. Uh they're kind of they're kind of posing Decay like super baby faces. And the inspiration are like dirty heels, right? Is that what's going on with this undead bride tag team? Yes. Um, it does. You know, the undead brides are kind of in between because, like, yes, they're heels because they're killing people, but they're also kind of baby faces because it's for Sue, and Sue's kind of a baby face. Hmm. I'm picking the inspiration. <laughs> I you still no think it's idea. the inspiration? Like, I could see the inspiration retaining but i also could see decay winning i i i'm gonna probably go with decay i don't like rosemary can i say that for the thousandth time like even when i was you don't like courtney rush at all when i I was watching like when brandy loren came out with makeup on i was like this is rosemary's fault like i was like this is the worst thing i'm watching this like happen I'm not even rooting for anyone, and I love Impact, all right? I know I said that, but I just watched this episode. I'm like, why is this happening? We have, we have Brandy, who's gorgeous, cover her makeup. We have Kimberly, who's terrible, cover her makeup. Like, it's just this weird, like, this is the part like where Scott Demore is like, just do whatever you guys want, okay? And then this is what they did. So It's not whatever they want. They still have a storyline they're following through. This whole undead brides, but it's going to have a combination, sure. which could be Sue Young winning the Knockouts Championship. Oh, that sounds terrible. In this era of Mickey James, Mercedes Martinez, and, and Deanna Parazzos, and Madison Rain and Emma, like this is clearly the greatest women's evolution we're ever having. 
but we're going to ruin it with some fake Bray Wyatt shit. Like, it's, it's embarrassing. So, okay. Uh, Gino, I'm gonna, my Gino impression. Yes, you're right, but we also have an amazing tag team match on this outstanding card that we get to watch on Impact Plus or Ultimate Insiders on YouTube.com slash Impact Wrestling. The Good Brothers, the tag champs, taking on the Bullet Club. And now it says Chris Bay and Hikaleo. Didn't uh, El, El, what's the guy that you like? El Fantasmo, is that his name? ELP, El Fantasmo. Yeah, didn't he win the match? Why is he not in it? I think he won it for the team, so they could oh, be okay. a part. So it's going to be at least Bullet Club members, which they right. chose Chris Bay and Hikaleo. Freebird rules. And plus they had the stare down with Hikaleo and, and Gallows. So. Which it, is going to be a great face off it makes sense yeah i mean this this pairing makes sense i mean i love chris bay and all but honestly i mean pff, what happened to elp didn't he get the pinfall who got the pinfall i don't remember we need to watch it back <laughs> yeah well i don't like elp anyway so this is fine i like chris bay so tag team titles on the line gino uh the good brothers are the champs bullet club are challenging now they were also challenging at uh, bound for glory now and this is also two heel teams right or, or neither one of these are like baby face Finn juice is the baby face Finn juice is the baby face but i would say in this pairing bullet club is the baby face no way bullet club no good brothers is baby face they haven't been hanging good out with the elite never be baby face but they haven't been hanging out with the elite in a while it just seems like they've been they've just been teaming <laughs> They just been tag teaming. Uh, two heel teams. Maybe Finn Juice gets inserted in the match on Impact. Maybe maybe something happens because maybe we could do a triple threat again. Why yeah. not do a rematch? Put a ladder in there. Make this. Let's make this shit fucking Full Metal Mayhem. Uh, I'm a big fan of Finn Juice. I don't know how many more times I could say that. Like I was uh, cleaning the kitchen, just going, "Cause we are Finn Juice." Uh, so I'm hoping that they get involved, and I'm picking Finn Juice to win this match. I'm picking the Good Brothers because they're they're wanting to keep teasing the idea of G.O.D. It's got to be G.O.D. and Good Brothers. It's going to happen one day, and it's got to be for the the TNA Tag Team Championships. I think it's going to be Finn Juice winning, and then they're just going to be the champs forever, and then we're just going to constantly go, because we are Finn Juice. And they're still going to have the impact team and not their new Japan. It's going to be Finn Juice versus Dangerous Techers and Hard to Kill, and I'm going to be there, and I can't wait. So uh, let's take a look. Last last match that's announced, Moose and Eddie Edwards. Title match. Eddie Edwards kind of sucks, but it makes sense that he gets the first crack at Moose. Moose needs a good win to solidify himself as the champion. Josh Alexander comes out afterwards, gets in his face, and says, you, me, Dallas, hard to kill. Let's go. That is most likely what's going to be because we both can agree that Moose is going to win this match and solidify him being the greatest world's champion in the entire current landscape of fresh wrestling. He's not, he's not even top four. I mean, he's, he's probably number four. I mean, like no offense to him, but you look at Big E, you look at Roman, uh, you even look at Champa. You look at uh, Adam Page. I mean, this is rough, dude. I don't know if Moose is top four. He is. I would say he, even though I'm a big fan of Choppa, I think he's, right now, this Moose that we have in 2021 is better than Choppa. Is he better than Bandito? Yes. Is he better than 
Uh, what can't I remember his fucking name? I always forget. Who's the current? Box, the GCW champion. No, 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 no. It's not Ibushi anymore. It's not. It's not Osprey. Right now, it's it's uh, Shingo Takagi. Takagi. Oh my god! I was gonna say Togata, but that's Togata is the guy who can like pass through walls and shit on it's, My Hero Academia. So, but uh, since we mentioned him, him uh, did you hear about what Wrestle Kingdom's doing already? What they announced? Three nights, right? Yes, it's three nights. But what they're doing is first night, Will Ospreay versus Shingo. Night two, the winner of that match faces Will Ospreay. Wait, I, I know you just... Okada. Okada versus uh, Ibushi. What? Okada. What? It's you know? Okada. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm trying to remember. So it's night one. It's Shingo Takagi versus Okada. And the winner of that faces Will Ospreay the next day. All right, that, I don't like that. Um, what happens the third night? Well, Osprey's good. I don't know what they're doing on the eighth. They haven't said what they're going to do if there's going to be a world title match on the eighth, but we know the first and second night's main event is two world title matches. I would say skip it. I don't think I have any what? interest. I, I don't like Osprey. I don't like it. I, show me some good Osprey matches. Maybe he'll win me over. I've watched a few of them, and I just he's always outshined on everything I've ever seen him on. Like. I watched that show, and I know he was injured, but I, if I could say this a thousand for the one thousandth time, I watched that match between Jeff Cobb and Okada, and I thought this is what New Japan should be like. Constantly, this like I loved that match. Uh, I mean, Okada versus Naito. Like some of these matches are so good, and then Osprey is just coming out here like kind of doing a bad Cody Rhodes impression. Again, I can see that, even though again, as a little side note. Okada did that cutter before Cody did, and yet he was calling it the uh, Cody cutter instead of the Oz cutter. Wait, yeah, small little thing. Wait, what happened? You just said Okada that did whole the cutter? springboard cutter, that whole springboard cutter that Cody does now that they call the Cody cutter. That was Osprey first who did it. What about why you say what about Okada? What does he have to do with that? Not Okada, but I will Osprey. Oh, I, I was Okada, like, what? Okada, Okada did will it too. Osprey, not Okada. No, yeah, but will they all Osprey copy did. DDP anyway. So I mean, yes, they all they, they all steal the cutter. Yeah. But again, so. What I'm saying is that with Okada, Okada's great. And again, him and Shingo will be a great match. At least night one will be good for you. Him and Shingo are going to probably tear the roof down, depending on what else we have, because we could still see, like, because I didn't watch the tag tournament, how that went. Where's like, Jonah? Why are you, Jonah? Now, Jonah is a good wrestler right there that we could see in maybe the junior heavyweight. We, no, settle down. Junior heavyweight's got to weigh 200 pounds. Jonah weighs like 500. Oh, you mean yeah? He's fighting Moose. Who is Jonah in New Japan? Yes, Jonah oh. showed up at uh, Battle in the Valley facing face face with Moose. After is, his match. Oh, was that an America show? I thought that was in Japan. Yes, fight in the valley. Yeah, I don't know. J- Japan, LA. Japan can have valleys. It's L.A. No, no Which valley? California. San Fernando or San Gabriel? You could pull it up yourself. You can see the results. No, I, it was in Japan, Gino. You could pull it up for yourself. It was in America. This guy Googles everything, and then he's like, oh, no, pull it up for yourself. Fine, I'll pull it up for no, I don't even care anymore. Before we go, I want to run through Full Gear real quick. I watched it. You watched Full Gear, right? Yes, I did. Was the MJF Darby match as good as everyone pretends it was? It wasn't that good, was it? It was. It was what? It was good. Was it like the? Was it the match of the night? No. Was it better than Brian Danielson versus Miro? No. Was it better than the Lucha Bros versus FTR? Yes. All right, interesting. I love that tag match. I know everyone in the group chat was like, fuck this match. Like t- this is boring. People were hating it. And I was like, oh, this is great. 
Like, I had to mute the chat. I had to close that window. I was like, I'm just going to watch tag wrestling the way the good Lord intended it to be. Uh, what'd you think of that false count anywhere with the Young Bucks? That was kind of a waste of time, right? I don't think it was a waste of time at all. This really helped solidify Jungle Boy having more guts and able to actually showcase more character than just Smiley, happy to be here. Good guy. What about Cody Rhodes and Pac? That was a pretty sweet tag match, huh? The story they were telling was interesting because they wanted to really try to get Cody over by, with the fans. No, they were tra- they were telling a different story. It was about Stardust, and he used to hate Neville because everyone thought Neville was like a Mighty Mouse <laughs> superhero. So it was about them putting aside their differences and coming together. You watched the match, right? Yes, I did watch the match, and it was mainly about Cody and Pac, and then after the match where we found out that the Pinnacles deal with Andrade still kept going on for another week, that he still paid him off for one more for FTR to intervene. Yeah, start and Stardust. Right? Stardust was not involved. Britt, no. Baker, Britt Baker versus Ty Conti was kind of a snoozer. hate to admit it. I love Britt I Baker. That was a good match. It was fine, but I don't know. It, 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 this pay-per-view was weird. Like, it started off like banger, banger, Four banger. Kids are just as bright and just as talented as white Thank kids. you so much, The Missing Link, for casting an on-fire thing. This is amazing. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of like the flow of the show was weird. It felt like... We once Four we got to, just as bright and just as talented. Thank you kids. so much, the missing link. A Randy Orton spell. He's beautiful. Uh, no, just from watching the show, I felt it was like a little weird. Uh, when well, maybe it was that false count anywhere match because weren't weren't they tagging each other? Kind of at first, but then yeah. it was just false count anywhere. When it started and they were tagging each other, I was like, "This is the most WCW bullshit ever." Like I just was, it was so sloppy and oh, it seemed like a good idea. We can't just have a regular six-man. That's not pay-per-view worthy. Let's do false count anywhere. How does that work? I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get there. So I don't. From that and moment they on, ended up telling good stories. And then even the the Punk and Kingston match, like people were losing their shit. That was match of the night. Really, I snoozer yes. for me, dude. I had no interest in this match. And I know I'm not a Punk guy. Like the whole promo package, the build-up, the blood. I just kind of like, all right, I get it. You know, I was. Did all right. you? Here again, since you're talking about like build up, did you hear uh, that little video that was exclusive to like the countdown where Eddie Kings was talking about a dream he had before his match yes. with Brian? Yes, I do remember yes, that. That was amazing. It's showing that Eddie is the best. But and then Eddie, again, that what really helped me motivate to like this match is what should steal the show, and it did, even though Eddie did get hurt. Yeah. And Eddie still was able to complete this match and have the story be told the way it should be told. And that damn bell had to ring for me. That's all I could think was like, this is a lot better on paper. Like, this is a cool backstage fight. This is a cool, like, we're yelling at each other. But then it's also like, maybe that's how I am with like almost every Kingston match where the dude is such a good promo and such a great character. But once the match happens, I'm I'm missing some. Like, if he was a little more yoked, I would take this a little more seriously. I don't know. Um, did you ever, since we're talking about Eddie, and I kind of want to talk about this, did you ever watch him in Shakara? Yes. Like his I whole did. big story with him and Claudio, which I thought was maybe the best story Shakara ever did? Yeah. Well, I watched I watched highlights of that. I watched I watched one of his matches in Shakara because there was a time where they brought him into, 
Ring of Honor or something? Like they, they made a big deal. He was fighting like Kevin Owens and Ring of Kevin Steen. So I'm yes. so sorry. He was fighting Kevin Steen and Ring of Honor and they like brought him in like a legend in Chikara. And I was like, I have no idea who this guy is. And then he talked a little bit and I was like, okay, let's check this guy out. So I saw some of his stuff in Chikara. So yeah. Yes, and like in the whole story, again, to me, he's probably one of the best mic skills in all of wrestling. Oh, 100%. Like, he would crush promo class. Like, if Dusty Rhodes was around, all right, cut a promo about this. He's really good at it. We watched him cut a promo on a cookie. So, like, yeah, we know. But that damn bell has to ring. And and I don't think he's ever been, like, like bad in the ring. He, there's never, like, a actual bad Eddie match. No, Eddie it, Kingston is he's, good okay, in the he's okay. I don't know. He's like a Rodney Mack to me. It's like, all right, a match happened. It's not necessarily like he blew me away with his in-ring skills. He really is a punch guy with a great character. So we want to see the match. We want, we like that the buildup is there. But even when he fought Moxley, I thought, why is Moxley? What are we doing? This is a weird pay-per-view main event. But again, like that main event, I remembering that that was another, um, to me, amazing match because again, the story they were telling in the ring, and also just. Again, Eddie, I've always been a fan of because I was watching him in Chikara and especially that whole Claudio story with BDK and how Claudio became like the leader of it and having this whole thing where he doesn't, where Eddie would not respect Claudio because he knew something that no one else knew and that being that he's a wolf in sheep's clothing and is this garbage person. And then that same night he turned out to be part of BDK. Yeah, but then that be- the I'm just saying the, the bell has to ring at some point. Like you're telling me everything. Yes. You're giving me like amazing storyline and amazing storytelling. And I agree. This dude is a great talker. But the bell rings and I watch a guy in combat pants and a skin tight singlet like white beater looking thing and come out and wrestle. And even against CM Punk, who's not even like a body guy. I, every time I see it, I go, okay, CM Punk looks like he's ready to compete. Like, Eddie looks like he's in the 24-7 division. Like, all right. Like, you know that's where he would be if he was in WWE. He'd be rolling yeah. up R-Truth every every Monday night. That may be the case, sadly. But, again, he's right now in probably the right place for him finally being on TV after all these years for people actually realize how good he is. He was on Impact. And what are you talking about? Impact, sadly, he didn't get the viewership that he deserved. <laughs> <laughs> That one was again, they the relied heavily on. Was, they were relying heavily on him at that time, and they realized. No, we, they were relying <laughs> heavily on like the OGs and Conan. Yeah, we they we we More need to him. we need to bring in uh, somebody else to to bring some viewers to this company. And that was them bringing like here's the original X, the OGs. And then we had that storyline. That's what really they really were like. Hey, he's not doing it for us. We gotta do it with. Conan and yeah, we need Conan in feud. here. We need a real talker. So I agree yes, with Eugene. Have the two call. of them feud because that was actually a good feud too. LAX and the OGs. I barely even remember the Minneapolis Street Fight. I hate Men of the Year, by the way. It's confirmed. <laughs> They're like my least favorite. No, thing. Man of the Year. Great. Catch the buzz. Feel the yeah, sting. Yeah, the mandate, Gino. Uh, no, absolutely. Men of the Year is the worst. The themes, their theme song's great. It's an amazing group of two amazing talents. Scorpio Sky, who I do feel should be a singles guy, and Ethan Page, who is an amazing tag team guy. We saw Scorpio as a singles guy. It didn't work. It did work, and then they just didn't know where to go afterwards. Where he again early on because that means it didn't was, work. It just fell it, flat. Nobody cared. I cared. All right, you, you go go to Square Circle. Nobody liked it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm sure there are people that liked it. I'm sure there's people who enjoyed Man of the Year. Gino, you know, I'm telling you, More the people have spoken, people. okay? I'm telling you, the people all agree. Oh, I think it's those people. I think the people like Man of the Year. No, nobody likes the Man of the Year. Like, I can confirm that right here. Like, me, Kevin, uh, Nathan, like, everybody hates these guys. My wife, nobody, there's nothing redeemable about these two guys. Now, Ethan Page, him and Josh Alexander, very redeemable. Ethan Page on his own has turned into Karate Man, has turned into uh, so having... Just go with Karate Man right away. You don't think about All League where he was kind of a cornerstone of impact. Where again, he again was a bigger guy at first, and he was still like have these good working matches. All League that was and before that of... was before the North, though. Yes, yeah, the he North didn't just was, had to be the North. The North, the North was, was his best, best thing he ever did, though. That's that's I'm trying to say that the North. I could say I could agree with that, but again, him as singles is not bad. Him having trying to have fun and having this karate right, well, man character, maybe that was bad. That was so. I'm saying so. I agree with you. All legal. I didn't really watch that. I remember he was teaming up with, I think Matt Seidel or something. I, I saw him wrestle then, but and he was bigger. Then I saw the North and I thought this is an amazing, perfect tag team. Silly Ethan Page, dead ass serious Josh Alexander. Two Canadians who just want to fight. I love it. Perfect tag team. Then. They kind of break up because, you know, they're losing and Ethan's coming out being a karate man. Terrible. Then we find out he's leaving the company, but he sends in one last piece of work, and it's this terrible karate man. He kills Ethan he Page. He blames there. Impact for it, by the way. Remember that? He made his own version of it, which is better. I Oh, I bet. I bet it was amazing. And then we move on to... And he's claiming that, by the way. Meanwhile, there's yes. everyone else has said, no, that's the one he sent. Uh, and then we go to AEW. He does a little spot with Jake Roberts in that match. He has a match on TV where they're playing basketball audio. Uh, he just, he just, I don't know, it's never, it has not worked. I was mad at him. for. So he's another example of somebody leaving Impact. Where I'm like, dude, we have the North. The North is amazing. And even if we don't have the North, we have you trying to, Imagine a heel turn after Josh wins that belt. Like, screw you, Josh. We were a tag team. You wanted to go solo. Fuck you. And I amazing stories to be told. Instead, he's throwing Darby Allen out some stairs. He's hanging out wearing. He's doing that thing where he's very low on the card, even though he main evented here because of Jericho. And he like, I need to dress in expensive shirts. I need to wear fancy clothes because I want to seem like a bigger deal than I am. He is. He's a bigger deal than people make him out to be because he is a really good professional wrestler. Again, him and Scorpio Sky are the two guys that brought Sting back into the ring. That was his first match back in wrestling was against Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Didn't he do the thing with 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 Starks and, and Cage? Sting, I don't believe, was in that match. He like was. Where he yeah, they did, did that. In. They did that. I thought it was with Ethan. No, they taped that weird ass fight. You don't remember that? Every, every, we that all was a, that was a fake wrestling match. Yeah, but we all we all either way. So you're saying like, that's a an, real wrestling. That's match an accomplishment like, for Scorpio and Ethan. Was hey, yes, we're gonna get beat up by that they would give. We're gonna convince the 65 year old to come out of retirement to beat us. Like that's cool for them. But he, they got some big again heat on Sting by actually beating him up and almost winning. There were multiple times during that match where they could have won. They had minimal they heat won. at the best. It was We were excited to see Sting. Unfortunately, it was against these two guys. 
Like I know that like your <laughs> argument is no, he's a good wrestler. Then show it to me. Like I haven't seen it since coming to AEW. Neither one of these guys have been impressive. Now Scorpio Sky, again like Ethan Page, was part of a really good tag team. SCU is outstanding, the first tag team champions in the history of AEW. So, like, why are we doing that? We break them up for seemingly no reason. They don't have, like, a big breakup. I don't watch Dark. I don't watch Being the Elite. Uh, And then you have Ethan Page, who leaves an amazing tag team, comes to AEW, and with these two, and this is why I always say AEW is too crowded. You really need to do something to stand out. Those two guys didn't do anything, and now they're just kind of thrown into a tag team. And now we have to pretend that they're like MMA fighters. Well, at least they're with MMA fighters. And some of them do have, again, some background. Like, actually, Ethan Page does have karate background. But does Dan Lambert give a shit about Like, why are we pretending that they give a shit about that? Like, just, well, it's got to make sense somehow. And even Scorpio Sky there even said, like, I guess he has had a legitimate MMA fight in his life. So, like, yeah, sure, he's done that. But Ethan Page hasn't done that. He's, what, a black belt in Taekwondo? You can get that online. That's not what you. Yes, you could, but that's not how Ethan Page did it. Ethan Page actually did go through karate when he was a kid, or what? His adult life. Did you watch that on uh, Julian or whatever? Yeah, played by Julian. Yes. I don't, I don't know. I I I know that you really like these guys. I think I'm speaking yes. for the rest of the room when they they're never on TV anyway. It's kind of nice that they're not on TV. We got to hear it. What did you think of their promo? Wasn't it terrible? He broke it, it in half. Wasn't the worst, but there's worse promos. But that's not. That doesn't mean theirs was good. Give it a letter it grade. Means it's not the worst. I would give it a C. No, dude, it's a D. It's terrible. I'm even. I. I'm, I might even give it an F. Like it was. It's still bad. Just because it's not the worst doesn't mean I want to see it on TNT, TBS, or on pay-per-view. Like see, here's the thing. I grade on a curve because I know the worst. I remember when I first saw years back, Jump and Jeff Farm. So, but, but this isn't fair then. You watch a lot of wrestling, so clearly it's like, well, this is clearly dog shit. Where it's like someone who watches only good wrestling looks at the wrestling on the good wrestling and like, oh, I just watched you know Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega, Jungle Boy. All of this stuff has been really good. Now I'm seeing something that's really bad. So I'm calling it out. Like this on AEW is the worst thing. It's easily the worst thing. I'm not watching Jumping Jeff Farmer and and Steamboat Willie Stacks. Like I don't know what that is. I don't watch GCW. I don't watch CZW. I only watch what they're giving me. And based on this product. Go on, catch the buzz, feel the Thank you, Wild Link Sign. I appreciate that. Based on this product, AEW, they're, they're two of the worst guys, easily. Maybe to what you believe, and I could see that perspective. But also, just like you know, Jeff Jeff Farmer is not a GCW guy; he's an old wrestling guy. He was fake Sting. Cool. <laughs> so look, just saying, you know look. that that thing you probably don't know the small things that Jeff Jeff Farmer was fake Sting, bogus Sting, NWO Sting, whatever you want to call it. I don't who who can, oh, MJF, Darby Allen, Lucha Brothers, FTR, Brian Danielson, Miro. This card is loaded with amazing talent. Yes, and then we get to Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Yes, they're they're not on that level at all. If you ranked yes. all the wrestlers yeah. on this card, they're on the bottom. Not the bottom. Who would be below them? Of everyone I just named. Everyone you named, but you forgot one name. That's Ty Conti. I would put Ty Conti above both these guys. I sadly would still put uh, her below them because I I see her and I I. 
see how good she is. But I also, sadly, again, my mind remembers NXT. And she was not that great, so I still remember. Does your mind remember Dr. Shelby with Scorpio here? What is this? Like, why does that matter? Not Dr. Shelby. He wasn't wrestling. She actually wrestled NXT. Yeah, he was sitting there. He was doing it backstage, being a terrible character. That was a great character because he gets messed up multiple times. It's, that was a great character. He knew how to act. It was terrible. Absolutely terrible. And I can't forget it. So that's why I hate him so much. And Ethan Page was a fat guy and I hated him. Like, no, it's like it's I saw him team with Matt Seidel and they lost to Willie Mack and Rich Swan. So clearly he sucks. Like, you, so the reason Ty Conti and you do this to me, Chris Jericho in 2021 isn't as good as Scorpio Sky. Ty Conti in 2021 is better than Ethan Page in 2021. Better than Ethan Page in 2019? Probably not. But we're not in 2019. Okay, 2021, I don't think she's bad. Ah, she's amazing, dude. You just don't like women wrestlers. That's what I'm learning. (laughs) None of the women wrestlers are are good enough for you, huh? (laughs) I've talked incredibly highly about Mercedes Martinez and Deanna Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Hell yeah. Mana is real. You like the ones that, like, nobody likes. Like, if I bring up Mickey James, it's like, oh, she's the worst. Frigger Ty Conti, ah, you know, all these women are being overpushed. Like, you like Tamina. You don't really care. Do you? What's your thoughts on Bianca? Bianca's really good. Okay. I she, don't like the way she's being used in Derby, where she's being pushed pre kind of because of, I would think, because of public opinion and the whole BLM kind of movement ah. that still is going to be going on. I can see that and I'm understanding and I'm fine with it. But, like, I would. I really liked her in NXT. Can I be a cis white guy and says that's bullshit? Like, I think that she was going to win that Royal Rumble anyway. I think that she was going to be a star anyway. Like, she's great. Like, just because she's like, I I know that the BLM era made us look at everybody's skin color and go, oh, they can't be champion. But at the same time, she was out. She's outstanding. in the she almost won that Royal Rumble the year before. But at anyway. the same time, I wait again. When I look at that and again, with them trying to be culturally focused on like, global localization as uh nick Khan calls it again when i see again that they chose it to be sasha and bianca i was like that's kind of focusing on possible political beliefs or at least like public opinion beliefs of black lives matter having the two black women main event night one and just say hey they made event at wrestlemania i don't know you don't think they earned that legitimately they did but i also can see the, that perspective too and I kind of believe that perspective is weird I don't know have I, I bet I, I know you're probably not alone in that but I just I looked at it as these are the two top women on Smackdown like it just made sense that that was the match that they were building towards and the fact that it was the main event was a little odd like I thought clearly it was going to be the, the Drew McIntyre Bobby Lashley match but once they did that first it was like oh clearly we got to do this women's match but none of me was like, oh, it's because they're black they're getting this spot. Now, I've said that about other people and other scenarios, but uh, I, I didn't think this one at all. This one's like like I can't make the argument any other way. Like these two, they were outstanding, so I can't do that for them. But right. um, like I think the, Ni- the, the Nyla Rose thing is absolutely like a, hey, we're trying to virtue signal. We want people to know that we're a company that believes in this and is is okay with this. Like I watch Nyla Rose matches and I'm like, this is a terrible wrestler. Why are we pushing Nyla to the moon? And why is she, why is she one of the highest paid people? Like it makes no sense to me. 
Well, here's something to keep in mind that if that's their perspective and you believe that, why, again, in that same vein, if you remember not too long after, like they had a tournament, the Eliminator tournament for oh, the world title. So and do you remember Kenny Omega versus Sunny Kiss? I, yes, Where I do Sunny remember Kiss that. gets buried and I, they just felt like this is going to be a long term story. We were hoping that this could lead to something and it never led to anything. Sunny Kiss just gets buried because Kenny Omega. And but, he didn't do anything with trying to build up Sunny Kiss. So again, Nyla Rose, that's one thing. You could be getting a pass, but Sunny Kiss, no. Nyla, or, but, but, but I think there's a, a significant difference there where Nyla is wrestling in the women's division as a man, whereas Sunny Kiss is born a man, is, is claims to be gender fluid, so still wrestling a man. I think there's a big difference there. I can see that it would be, and I can agree with that perspective. But again, gender fluid people also should be perspective, like shown more like respect as well. Just like Nyla being champion now against any case is like not even in any title picture. Well, and I don't think I don't think Nyla should be. I don't think Nyla is that good in the ring or that good on the mic or that good of a character. It really is just we have a big like we present her as a big lady, but really it's like this used to be a guy. Like imagine just imagine Nyla as a man wrestler. She'd be he, she'd be one of the worst ones. Like I mean, the matches that she has aren't that. She almost killed Riho with that knee that she doesn't seem to do anymore for some reason because it's she's killing people. But I look at Sunny Kiss and, and Sunny Kiss did have a really good match with Cody. So I can't we can't just say oh well Sunny never got a push. But that whole Kenny Omega thing was to. I know that unfortunately for for Sonny, it was to push Kenny as I'm done goofing around in a tag team. It's time for me to win the belt. So I think that's why that happened. I don't. I, I just think that Sonny Kiss was the I mean, who else were we going to put there? Janella. He already beat Janella. Yeah. He already beat Janella. Do it twice. Having so, that Joey had to replace Sonny because they're close friends, and Sonny just couldn't make it to the match. Also, the, I'm just there. I don't mean to be this guy, but I don't the, the gender fluid thing. Come on, it, it's a guy. It's Sunny Kiss. Like it's it's a guy. It, at least respect their decision that they do. At least don't consider themselves to be gender and they are fluid. They, you could just say they. Even I, no, see, they no. just keep saying her and him. They like I'm okay him. with your decisions until it's like, well, no, you're saying the wrong things now. Where it's like, no, they them means that there's two people there. There's multiples of one. Like gender is still based on like, like I've said this before, Gino, you can't just cut your dick off and wear a dress and call yourself a woman. Like women are born differently. They have ovaries. They have, they, they menstruate. They have like, there's so many things that go into being a woman. Same with being a guy. Like, just, like when you grow addicted, it doesn't just mean you're a guy now. Like there's a lot of differences between the two genders. So I understand the, Hey, let's just placate and let's just say, Hey, they, them, they, them, right. But then when does that end? We already I brought it up with Geezy earlier tonight where it's like, oh well Zazer and Z. Like people people are getting weird with it now, Gino. We and I, I understand like Sonny, what I love about Sonny is Come on, catch the buzz, feel the stand. Thank you, online sign. Uh what I like about Sonny is on Jericho's podcast, he, she, she doesn't care. Like it's just whatever you do, like it doesn't bother me. You do you. Just don't be rude about it. And it's like, yeah, I can do that. I can deal with that. I think it's different when people come at you and say, no, you better call me this. It's like, well, hold on. Like you're asking me to ignore everything that I've been like taught my entire life. What, 
what science has, like that's where my issue with it comes in. I know it's easier to just go, oh, let them do whatever they want. But like as soon as you're raising your own family and as soon as you're trying to do certain things, it, it, it really is like, I don't know, dude, this might be a problem. We're the only country that has non-binary on passports now. That's very interesting. But again, yes, the sunny thing, again, at least that they, she, they are fine with people saying pronunciation as long as they are respectful and that's how people should be is like Sunnykiss because maybe sure. they, Sunnykiss does have preferred pronoun, but again, she's understanding as long as you don't discourage her. What are her preferred then? Because I've, I've heard, I've heard. I don't know if she actually has actually. Because he also refers preferred. himself as a guy. Like that's the thing. It's, yes. I mean, it's still a man. There's a penis there. Yes. Like it's born man. Wants to compete with the men, has kick-ass matches with the men. I mean, yes. it goes both ways. The only reason that we say she is because we think that she's hot, right? I would assume so. At least that we see that them as kind of flamboyant. Or... Super hot, right? You know, you would. No. Oh, come on. I can't name a wrestling man who wouldn't. I think we're all, come on. We all definitely would. We see Sonny out there shaking that thing. We don't care. I'm sure some people do. I'm sure all the people go ask the go ask the people. Get, tell them about. You're always telling me about the people. Get on Squared Circle Reddit and just say yes. "Sunny Kiss." Would you? And put a question mark on it and then give me the results. Put it on a poll. <laughs> I could do that, but we do still have a few more matches also on this card to discuss. Like what? Um, full gear. Oh, we covered it all. We got it. You know, Adam Page is the greatest champion of all time. We have a poll to discuss. You're right. Uh, we have to figure out what we're watching on Thursday because I'm pretty sure we're watching. I now I said that I yes, was I was did. I was not going to tip the scale. Uh, yes, you said you were. But when I did, saw the results, saw the results. I saw these results and I just thought, oh god, I don't want to watch Taboo yes. Tuesday. I don't want to watch NXT. Was winning, I think, is what I saw, and I thought, oh, it was tied. Who wants to watch NXT? I was like, we just watched NXT. There's no need to watch another NXT. And I had to put a kibosh on that because I like I know that we just watched NXT, but I don't want I do not want this to be the ladies and Gino watch NXT. I was like, no, I we just watched this like a year ago. I've never seen a bloody mania, not all the way through at least. We have to watch Gino. You're a juggalo. We have to dive into this culture because I had a, I did a whole like two weeks of podcasting about juggalo culture, and you never raised your hand and said, "Hey, I'm down with the clown." Hey, I my, I love Hell's Pit. Didn't really like Shangri La much. Like I, all these things, I have all these questions, and here you are, not even you're not living open like Sunny Kiss. Yes, that may not be, again because like I've. I still enjoy the music, but yeah, I'm not as much into it as I used to be. That's what every juggalo says. That's fine. What are your preferred juggalo pronouns? There aren't. Oh, okay. I was I was wondering. I was like, do I call you a juggalo? You're not a you're not a juffalo, right? No. Okay. See, I know juggalo culture mainly from Jim and them, so this is going to be great. I have so many <laughs> questions. Like the the best thing you said was, "Have you ever listened to Twisted?" Like. Because only a juggalo would ask anybody that ever. Like, because no other people know what Twisted is. I only know it from the Jim and them, the ICP stuff. I've listened to it a little bit. I've thought, okay, this is like a worse version. But people like like juggalos say, no, Twisted is the good one. 
ICP are the sellouts who suck now. Twisted's the best. Am I right? To an extent, but also now with how it's changed, Twisted is not as good as they used to be. They what? Are you saying Magic Ninja Entertainment is not as good as Psychopathic Records? Yes. Oh, wow. See, this is fascinating to me. And I know nobody else gives a shit, but I'm fascinated by it. So I, I tip the scale. And I said, yes, we got to watch Juggalos. Like, I probably would have just called in sick on Thursday if we had to watch NXT. <laughs> I was like, no, come on. Another NXT show. Let's watch something different and fun. JCW Bloody Mania, Gino. Have you watched Bloody Mania 5? You mean, you know, this is five. That was six. I got five uh, on the poll here. Yeah, five of the poll, I have not. Watched. Oh, thank goodness. It's going to be fresh for both of us. It's also fun to watch like the guys who are not in WWE at that time. Like They're not in WWE. They're not in Impact. You're like, hey, Carlito. I know Carlito. Like, it's really the indies. We might even see Ninja Mac. You love Ninja Mac. Ninja Mac is good in GCW today. Like I remember there was a JCW, I think it was Bloody Mania, that had Shane Mercer lose to Congo Cop. See, awesome though. That's a cool match that exists out there. We might find that little nugget somewhere, like because JCW has their own talent pool, but they also like we're just pulling from the indies. So it was kind of a unique. Hey, we're pushing these shitty guys like the Weed Man and Two Tough Tony and Corporal Robinson and whatever. But then also on the card is Bobby Lashley. So I can't wait to watch this, Gino. This is going to be a hoot. Yes, it will be a hoot for the people who may not actually know or even follow JCW or even watch older JCW. This is for the people, Gino. The same yes. people that want to do stuff with Sonny Kiss. All of those people, this is for them. We're doing this one for you. Uh, Thursday night, Trovo.live slash Vleeties. Subscribestar.com slash Vleeties to get the audio version of it. I can't freaking wait, Gino. It's going to be so fun. And then then maybe we could watch NXT next week. The next week's Thanksgiving, huh? Yes, it is Thanksgiving, I believe. So we could, again, change up the poll and see what we decide. No, we Gino, we have families that, that we have to hang out with on Thanksgiving. It's important <laughs> to hang out on Thanksgiving. with your... Are you going to go downstairs and hang out with your fam for the first time in a couple weeks? And I've been kind of hanging out with them like every day off and on. Hell yeah. Is that why, is that why the room's room. not clean? Yes, that's been part of it. You got to clean this room, Gino. Like, doesn't it bother you that the room's not clean? It doesn't bother me as much. At least, like, I have spots that are clean that I need for boss, like, for streaming. I just need a better Come chair. Come on, catch the buzz. Feel the sting. Hell yeah, odd blank signs. What do you mean you need a better chair? What's wrong with this chair? I need this wooden chair. is not doing well for my back. <laughs> it's supporting me. I don't like this wooden chair. It's don't you sit in that chair well. all day? How do you watch your stuff? Do you lay in bed and watch it? I lay in bed, Norm. Gino, we got to get you out of this room, dude. There's a whole world <laughs> up there. How many hours of sunlight have you got today? Probably one. One? You don't have just a... been up a little bit of walking for a little hour. You went outside for an hour and just walked like a little pitter-patter around? Yeah. Uh, did you go to the gym? I cannot. There's no gym nearby, and I currently don't have a driver's license. Why do you ever? What does that mean? Currently, you don't. What does that mean? I just have never really, really tried to go for a driver's license. How do you get? How do you donate plasma? Somebody drops you off. Uh, my stepdad also donates plasma, so when he goes, I go normal. Does he work? Does he have a I'm job? Able to. 
Yes, he does. Where does he Malachi Black says, look at Gino. Also, why the fuck is Taboo Tuesday losing the poll? <laughs> We're watching Juggalos, Nathan. Oh, Nathan, you don't like the Taboo Tuesdays. He wants to watch Taboo Tuesday. He's like, why so is he thinks you voted for Juggalos? I tipped the scale, and I said, everybody, vote for Juggalos. I'm not watching NXT. And now, Juggalos are winning. So, Gino, where does he work? How come you don't work with him? You guys can do construction together. It's not construction. He works at, uh, I forget what exactly he does for work, but he also is active duty in the Navy. Dude. Like he's, uh, so. that's kick ass. He's active duty in the Navy? Yes, he's, uh, active duty. Uh, I forget what the exact term is, but yeah, he's not deployed. So, again, just active duty. That's pretty sweet, though. It's like so- every other Sunday or Saturday, he does like training. So, when he goes to work, where does he go, though? I forget exactly. I don't really go too much in like work stuff since I don't consider the idea of like home being a place you talk about work. You are the most fascinating person I've ever met. That's why I keep talking to you. Like you just say things that blow my mind. Like everybody gets home at the end of their work day and goes, Oh, how was work today, honey? Oh, you know, it was okay. We did this, this, and this. Well, how was your day? Some people don't want to talk about it. But I think some people, I think they will just not talk about it. But I, but I would argue that happened. everyone in the world does talk about it. Like when they get home, how was work today, sweetie? Like haven't you watched Leave It to Beaver? Like it's just that's what we do as human beings is we discuss what happened through. Hey, I haven't seen you in nine to ten hours. What have you been doing this whole time? Oh, I've been at work, and you know, we uh, we had a couple. We had a couple of scoundrels today down at the old office, but we were able to handle that. I'm starving, honey. What's for dinner? Like it's that's kind of what we do. Some so, people do. All the people, and we live. You live with this guy. You don't know what he does. I he's done multiple things. He's had different jobs. Sometimes he gets laid off, but again, currently he's had a job for a few years now. Couple you years just blow it. my mind because you just say like, "Oh, he's had a job." Like, what is what does he do? I'm not really sure. Like, it's fascinating. When you guys have dinner together, does anyone ever... What do you guys do? We don't really have dinner together. It's sort of like I, the time I may, like, actually spend up there with them is either, like, during the up morning. Up there? Where, wait, what there. do you mean? What does that mean? I live in the basement. You're in the basement, Gino. This makes so yes. much sense. See? Yes. This is the good stuff. I hate talking about wrestling. I don't know why I watch Raw. Raw is the worst. It's, like, you're. I'm talking to... Somebody who's in a basement who loves wrestling so much but goes outside for like an hour a day just to make sure it's still out there. Gino, there's a whole world. Like, we can shape you into, like, you could be the next Scott Damore. Like, don't you want to be Scott Damore? I would love to be Scott Damore, except, like, early days of Team Canada where he would get really messed up. Yes, Gino, you could take a bump. You're you're able-bodied. Maybe. I'll need to see how it goes and if I do I actually do go into wrestling training, but who knows? Dude, you should do it. How come Nathan's thing didn't play? Nathan just got home from work. He was processing and cutting orders today. Look at him go. You know, we talk about work everywhere we go, my friend. Like this is we're always we're all movers and shakers. Don't you follow the rock on Twitter? That fucker won't (laughs) stop talking about work. Yes, I know he won't, but again, I'm one of those people where again I come home from work, I'm just like I'm the work day is done. I don't want to talk about work. I'm just done. It's it happened. It was time that passed that I'll never get back. 
<laughs> you'll never get we back. See, this constant forward motion that'll never. End. That's the thing, Gino. Is you need to find something that you love doing, that you're passionate about, that you're like, no, I don't want to stop talking about work because I love my job. You got to shark your life. Don't you listen to Chris Van Vliet? I've been listening Poor to Shark. Poor kids are I've just as bright and just as talented as white Look kids. Look at Nathan. He's even giving us mana. He's saying that mana is real. Samoa Joe is training. Do you think he hates talking about work? Go on, catch the buzz, feel the sting. I mean, I'm not entirely sure. I'm sure he hates that he can't work because he's just been off television. Yeah, he's he's hurt. I mean, what can he do? You know, I'm just saying. Look, I got a, I got an easy spell from Nathan. Like, this is so fun. We're having a good time. I wanted to end 15 minutes ago. We're still talking because you fascinate me. Because it's it's literally like you you don't want to work. Like I get that. Like nobody wants to work. But when you find something that you like, but don't you like having money? Don't you want to have that independence? Like, hey, I'm moving out. I got my own shit. Um, eventually I'd want to do that again. But when I tried before, there was a whole situation as I discussed with roommates. So, but you don't even need a roommate to move out. There's lots of people that move out and just live on their own. Yes, I could, but here in Georgia with the place that I could work at or work for, I would not be able to afford living on my like so and still be able to get to work on a reasonable like time frame where I'm close to that possible workplace. So to but to find this job, like that's the thing, is like we have to find like a career that you know you're gonna be making good money at, something that you enjoy doing, that you're gonna be there for a long time. Like because like, I every time you tell me about work, you, you do name like you do name places that I commend the people that work there because it does seem like much harder than what I do. But when I hear like Chipotle, Walgreens, like these are these are hard minimum wage laborious jobs, not really long term careers. Was there ever like a, a, a place in your life where you kind of thought, I'm going to have this career for the rest of my life? Have you ever thought about like, oh, I want to do this or I want to try this out? No, it's mainly just been jobs to try to get paid why do you why do you malachi black says i fucking hate my job but i need money for the mortgage bills food and money see you need that money like matt striker told us earlier like matt striker knows you gotta eat that money so that's what i'm saying like you just never it was just jobs i need to pay the bills or i I just need to get money because i assume that you're like with the plasma money that's not going towards bills is it Long catch the buzz, feel the sting. A chicken winner. See this? Currently, not so much since it's not much I'm getting to really help out with this household like I would want to. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, Gina. We got to get you a career, dude. Like, what what can you see yourself doing? I have no clue, man. Besides, the only thing I could see myself doing if there's a form of career for it is like this discussion talking well so how come you don't have why don't you have a podcast then like even just like you don't need me like you can literally you're at home all day you can do not even on video you can just catch the buzz feel the bravo spell from spliff master thank you spliff you could do a a podcast like i've even talked about i don't know if you heard the vleety short but i've even talked about doing like an hour-long just vleety solo show playing some lo-fi and talking malachi black says why don't you back to college and take a class gino college gino and I wouldn't mind the idea of college or at least trade school. At yeah, the trade school, dude. These are all that ideas that you – everything we're saying, you could do tonight. Like That's what's so cool about 2021. You could do all this right now. Like, What are you going to do when we log off? 
probably go to sleep. Hell yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I gotta, I gotta be up in like six hours. So we did it, Gino. What an amazing episode of Ladies 2.0. I mean, the, the hits just keep on coming. This is an amazing discussion. We go so deep. We talked WWE. We talked Impact. Talked a little AEW. Talked a little Will Ospreay. And then we talked about sharking our lives at the end because somehow we got from Nyla Rose to Sunny Kiss to this. So luckily we made it here. So we got some fun stuff happening this Thursday. We're going to be watching the Juggalos. Maybe Gino, don't you listen to the music? The Dark Carnival is about being successful and sharking your life and looking at looking at yourself from the outside. Like, did I make the right decisions? How do I get to Shangri-La? You don't want to go to Hell's Pit. Some of what it's about, but there's more to it than that. At least I feel. At least what each album tries to tell. All right. Well, let's go through them all right now. Number one was, uh, what was number one? Carnival of Carnage? Yes, Carnival of Carnage. Dude, that carnival comes to town. It brings the ghettos into these rich neighborhoods. And it just reminds people that, oh, you think you're amazing and you're rich and blah, blah, blah. Well, this is the real world, man. This is the shit. And then what was number two? Riddlebox? No, I think two was Jekyll Brothers. No, Jekyll Brothers was after... Malenko. Don't make Riddlebox. Yeah, Riddlebox would be. Yeah, don't make me Malenko. know all the cards, my friend. I don't remember what the Riddlebox was for. It was like you you crank the thing, and once it opens, it's you're either gonna get. I can't remember, <laughs> but I remember Great Malenko though was like Hall of Illusions. You know, you're looking at like what your life could have been, but if you're a scumbag, you fuck it all up, and here's reality and what you're about. Your wife can't smile because you knocked her teeth out. See, I'm a juggalo. You release those some songs. Hell yeah, I'm the most juggalo ever right now. Like I've never been more <laughs> juggalo. But Great Malenko is the perfect listen to that album, Gino. That's what I'm trying to tell you, okay? I'm trying to tell you that you need to look at yourself from the outside. Are you happy with who you've become? Or are you gonna leave behind a better legacy? That way, when we meet the amazing Chuckle Brothers, and one of them's a trickster and one of them's a cool guy, we make sure we hang out with the cool one. And then, Gino, when we get to Bizarre Bizarre, we skip over that because that's not a card. But we get to hell we get to the Wraith and we're like, oh my gosh, I want to go to Shangri-La, not Hell's Pit, because I want to hang out with my juggalo homies. I do not want uh, I don't want love in my room right now, because love in my room sounds terrifying. I think Love in My Room sounds amazing sometimes. But no, she wasn't real. And he killed all those people. You need to listen to that song. Yes, I did listen to the song. But that's what's interesting is that entire experience. I guess she wasn't real, but the desire was real. Gino, that's why, that's why it's a bad thing. Like You have to add all the cards together. Are you going to get trapped by the desire and the non-real women? And you're like, oh, that sounds awesome, though. Even though I killed all those people, I killed that cat because you won't come back. Why won't you come back? Like, I, Gino, I know I listened to all the cards, okay? I know what the Dark Carnival is about. It's about becoming a businessman. It's getting on Shark Tank. Maybe it is. I mean, we've just never seen ICP do it. ICP did it. Are you serious? They have like, never been on Shark Tank. They have shoes. They have backpacks. That's what I mean. They're still venture capitalists in their own right. I mean, they they hawk all kinds of merch. People have all kinds of shit. I almost bought an ICP shirt one time. It was around the time of the Wraith. I was listening to Love in My Room and Juggalo Homies, and I was like, this album's the shit. I didn't realize it was two albums, by the way. I'm a fucking idiot. But And I was like, dude, these Juggalo guys are pretty cool. 
do a little research. I'm like, all right, this is a weird thing. And then I just never listened to him again. I was like, all right, I'm going to go back to listening to, to Lip Biscuit and Corn. Yeah, since they were, yeah, they would be around the same time. Gino, I listened to Lip Biscuit <laughs> way too long. Like, they were not good when I was still listening to them. People in high school, like, people will message me now. Hey, I just heard a Limp Biscuit song and I thought of you. Like, that's not good. That's my legacy. That so when I'm the Great Malenko and I'm looking and it's like, oh look, everybody loves me. And then it's like, back to reality and what you're about. You listen to Limp Biscuit way too fucking long. Right? Most likely, but again, we're gonna need to see where that goes when our lives do eventually end. It's happening, Chino. We gotta do it today. All right, I'll message you in the morning with a whole itinerary. We're gonna shark that life. All right, it's time to shark it. You live in the basement and it's not clean. That's why you keep telling me it's not clean yet. It's because it's a gigantic basement. You could have just been honest with me. You actually live in like a warehouse-sized basement, which is what I've been assuming this whole time anyway. So that's totally fine. Maybe you're in the riddle box. Maybe that's exactly what it is. We just got to crank you. We just got to crank you a little bit and get you out of there. Maybe. And we're just going to see again where that leads as well. Why There's are you not admitting that you would do Sunny Kiss? What's this about? What is this like a, it's like a pride thing. Like you're the one telling me we should say, we should use they, them pronouns. I'm the one saying, yeah, we would all have sex with Sunny Kiss. And you're like, oh, some people would. And that's thing. Some would, some wouldn't. Some would just want Senecas to just be their friend. But is that what you would want? Yes, I would love Senecas, my friend. You guys got drunk together. Senecas starts coming on to you. I don't know if that would ever happen. I'm just saying it's like love in my room. Okay, you don't know if it's real or not. You're just in it. You're like, this is amazing. Senecas is like touching me. I never thought I would be in this scenario. This is amazing. This is fantastic. Do you stop her? Yes. All right, Gino. I'm, lear I'm learning a lot about you tonight. All right, this is a lot. This whole last half hour has been the Gino show. Thank you so much, Gino, for hanging out with me tonight. I I hope you had an amazing time. I know I did. Get ready for Juggalo Championship Wrestling Bloody Fucking Mania this Thursday. Trovo.live slash Vladies. What are you looking most forward to about getting Split in? Master Sexy says, "Would you fuck Sunny Kiss tight asshole, Gino?" You have to answer. No. Oh, you're so weird. I think we all would. Why are you afraid to admit that you would? Because you, I would. You don't want to be gay? You're just like, well, I'm not going to do that. Is it gay? I'm just saying I would. Is it gay? She's gender fluid. I would assume somewhat, yes. So who would, would you do? No. In AEW, who, who would you do? Without any repercussions of what I do? No repercussions on what you did. That's love in your room. You're not going to uh, kill any cats. Uh, Britt. Okay, I knew you were going to say that. You were worried about Austin. Or, what's his name, Austin? Austin. Now, Lockheed oh. Black says, would you fuck Gigi Dolan's ass? Would you, yeah, what about Gigi? Yes. So, yeah, okay, good. All right, we're getting some answers out of you now. I was worried. I was like, why wouldn't he answer? Like, Sunny Kiss is gorgeous. I don't know why you hate her so much. Like, she's really talented, very beautiful. But and then there's people like Britt Baker and Gigi Dolan. And Ty Conti. What about Ty? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ty as well. What about Ruby Soho? Yeah. I know. Me too. <laughs> we're the same. We're, we're juggalos. We can't wait for this Thursday night. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, what was your favorite? What, what are you looking most forward to? What's on the card? Let's let's pull up the card. I don't have time for that, Gino. Just what are you looking forward to? <laughs> let's pull up the card. Pull it up. Okay, let me pull it up. Oh, my gosh. I'll pull it up. I'm already here. Bloody 
Mania 5. I don't want to see the results, though. I want to be surprised. You need to find a way for the car, but not the results. I don't want Let's just watch it. Let's just watch it right now. Um, <laughs> Bloody Mania 5. I'm just going to hit play on it and see, where it, see what comes up first. You have a supper and dip the nuts in your soup. Check it low. You like that song? It's a KG Kevin Gill. What's this match? Battle follows him in here. Oh, very oh. nice. Kick in a face. Is that MJF? Oh, sunset flip. Whoa, one. Oh. No, not even one. I don't one. see a guy see on the street. Oh, that's Colt Cabana. Is that a marshmallow? Marshmallow Christopher Daniels, Zach Gowan, Eugene, the winner wins the service. Truth Martini, Kevin Gill, Shaggy Tito, is that Necro Butcher? Probably. Mike Mondo, or whatever that guy's name, Pondo, Madman Pondo. Yeah, Madman Pondo, it's not sick, Nick Pondo. Is that Rhino? Rhino versus Congo. This is a stack card. We, I can't wait to watch this on Thursday. This is going to be so amazing. The the people wanted it, you know. And you know, you know what you and I always do? We listen to the people. Yes, this is all about content for the people. Content for the people. I'm live tomorrow with Kevin Scampoli. Thank you so much, Gino. Have a good night, my friend. Thank you for everything tonight. You as well, bro. You have a good night. Hell yeah. That is Sonic Gino, ladies and gentlemen. Snaps for Gino for being a good sport. We're going to shark his life, okay? Trust me, okay? He has to be sharked. Nobody wants to be sad. We all want to be happy. We're going to get there, okay? This is going to be so awesome. We get to watch. Nathan in the chat saying this is bullshit. Look, this is Juggalo culture, and we're going to dive into it so hard. Nobody wants to watch NXT. Or Taboo Tuesday. When we're going to learn a lot about Gino and Juggalos this Thursday. So, again, thank you everyone for coming in and hanging out. Thank you for downloading. Uh, and, again, tomorrow night, the whole effing show, I'm going to be there. And you should be there, too. Trovo.live slash TWFS. Have a good night, everybody. Sign up with BetMGM Sports using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 Moneyline wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Membership fees apply after free trial cancel anytime can i be real for a second that goal you have to exercise and eat better you really can do it but nobody is going to do it for you and nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results and that's us beachbody it's as convenient as your tv or laptop but you need to decide that you're worth it let us help you succeed here's how go to beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great